welcome, welcome, beautiful people to the sideline speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. What's going on, K Walking Jay? All is well, all is well. Looking forward to a great show, guys. I was I was jamming to that uh, that beat. I don't know if you guys want that. That was a nice beat that was created. Right? I wonder who created that one. Good stuff for that person. Yeah, yeah. Everything's good, guys. Um, looking forward to a great show. My Cowboys are eliminated, but that's all right. Still feeling good. Although we come to the oh, end of the road, <laughs> and we can let it go, wow. it's not. <laughs> That's wrong. I'm, I'm sorry, Jay. That I had bad. to. That I was had wrong. To. And, and the bad thing is, say. you sounded pretty good, though. You know, right? Right? I, yeah, it, sounded, it actually bro. sounded all okay. right. Bro. Yeah, it sounded pretty good. It's, 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 I didn't finish the last part. It's so natural for the Cowboys to continues to lose year after year after year and after I, year. I do not want to hear that song next week I <laughs> well see k-walk the 49ers are a different type of team those fans don't go parading we're going to go to the super bowl for the last 27 years i believe it is but they, so they, uh they can lose though just like any other team they can lose i don't want to hear that song, and that's bro. fine that's fine. The no, Eagles it's not. That's absolutely lose as well. But it's something with these daggone Cowboys fans that just irritate me. So, Jay, did you return your jersey yet? Like I said you would in the beginning of the season? <clears throat> you know what? I'm not really sure. You know, I, I probably I probably won't make that announcement until, like, August. I'll have to figure out where, where, I'm, where I'm going to go next, you know. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, well, did we not warn him, though? See, Jay, oh, I have oh, to come warned, at you. Yeah. I have to come at you because you tried to embarrass me live on air. I did. Yes, you did. Live on air. Remember when you said, forget the Eagles, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a straight up cow. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. Uh But you know what? Uh It was was a good run for the Cowboys. What would they go? 13 and four, just like you predicted, K-Walk? Yeah, I did. did. Um, Lost to it, the number two seed. You know, it's not like they were the number one seed and got upset or anything. You know, he lost to a heck of a football team. So, got a good point there. It's the the same story every year. Don't try that with that. You got a good point. It's the same story every year. They're just a great regular season team when it comes time to winning the game in a playoff. Who cares about them beating the sorry Bucks? It's hard to to win. Winning, which is hard to win. I think, I think there's only 12 like that teams years. that have won a Super Bowl since the Cowboys last won one, I think. And I, we were I, not that, one of them. That that might we are be not the one of them. It, it's hard yeah, to win. It's hard yeah, to win. And, and we're not try, one of them. Don't try to change the narrative. This is about the Cowboys and all <laughs> no, that I trash. I get what it goes. I'm going to say I get it. All year long. I get what you're going with that, though. And you could go tell your one friend. I forgot his – gosh, I forgot his name. The Jaguars. Remember he came on here? Stacy, Stacy, go tell yeah. him I said kick rocks. Go sit on his couch. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he's watching. Sure <laughs> Every week he would DM me. Every time they won. Oh, what about them Cowboys? I'm tired of it. All right, guys, you ready to talk some sports? Let's, Let's do, it. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. All right. So, as we all know, we just we're gonna do a little recap. This past weekend, we had some great games in the NFC. I'm sorry, NFL divisional round. Um, so first, we're going to hit the NFC. After going one and two during the last three games in the regular season and having a bye week, 
the Eagles beat the Giants 38 to 7 to advance to the NFC Championship. What were your thoughts on the game? I know there were a lot of a lot of uh, people out there who just weren't sure about the Philadelphia Eagles, but what were your thoughts? Okay, welcome. I'm going to come to you first. Yeah, I'm just going to just piggyback on what I what I said last week um, is that, you know, I I thought Philly would win. I was hoping for the Giants to win, um, obviously. But um, yeah, the, the, the you know what? I just I just knew I didn't think it would be this that bad, to be honest with you, as far as the uh, the outcome of the game. Uh, but the the, uh, the the Eagles came out and they played um, exactly they played focus football, focus football. They knew exactly what they wanted to do. They they dialed in. Uh, Sirianni knew exactly what he wanted to do. Uh, that offense one uh, uh, did exactly what they wanted to do. The defense as well. Um, that defensive line um, came out and and uh, say, listen, Daniel Jones, let's see how great you are. Uh, or how, you know, if you could be the same that you were the, the previous week, um, but they weren't able to do that. I mean, it just, it just showed that, uh, you know, that one team, um, you just know that when you go into a game and the outcome of it, you go in there and you say, listen, um, you know, let's leave no doubt about who the best team is um, in that particular co- uh, that co- mm-hmm. competition. And that's what the Eagles did. And it, it, it's, it left no doubt and um, hats off to the men. And I, I'm afraid, I'm afraid as a 49er fan, I'm afraid going to Philly, um, and uh, and see what they could do on. But um, um, I'm, uh, last week I said I was nervous playing the the the, uh, the, the Cowboys. Different animal. I'm I'm scared. I'm I'm afraid to, for a 49ers. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, because this guy this this team is really loaded, man. Uh, the, the the Eagles team is really loaded, and it's all predicated on the uh, on the, the play of uh, uh, of uh, Jalen Hurts. And we we stated that in the beginning of the season, if uh, Jalen Hurts played well. Um, throughout the season, consistently, he would uh, the, the, the Eagles would be a Super Bowl contending team, and and they're they're holding true to that. So, uh, so let, let's see let's see how it plays out. Yeah, it's it's just something so different <clears throat> when Jalen Hurts is on this field with this football team, and yeah, it's like they he has this energy <clears throat> that just translates or transfers over to his teammates that no other quarterback, as we have seen. You know, Gardner Minshew, and we've seen Jalen Hurts try to take a step back to allow Gardner Minshew to be that leader for this team while he was out. It didn't work. They didn't come around him as closely or, you know, say, you know what, Gardner, we got you. It seemed like the team was falling apart a little bit. All of a sudden, you start hearing this, like, blame on each other, and it's just like, well, wait a minute. This is not the team that we've been dealing with all year round. As soon as Jalen comes back and gets on that field, it's just like, whoa, we got that team back again. Um, but I think the biggest thing was that he's healthy. You know, I know he's still sore. He's not 100%, but he's playing through and he's playing through it very well. Um, I don't think I agree with Nick. I'm not sure if I agree with Nick Sirianni. I understand what he was trying to say when he was trying to say it seems like Michael, we got Michael Jordan in the locker room. It's a little bit different animal. But I, I understand what you were trying to say. Um Let's wait to see. Let's give him a couple more years. And I love Jalen. Jalen Hurts. But no, I was, I was, I was really impressed. Um, they were clicking on all cylinders. Was it a perfect game? Absolutely not. But no game is a perfect game, guys. No game. We go through each and every game and find a miscues or so forth. Um, but they were really hitting on all cylinders. Kenny Gainwell played well. He was the <clears throat> second or third uh, uh, running back. Um, the biggest part also was Lane Johnson was able to play through his groin injury. I know he has a, 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 
a muscle tear in his groin area, I, I believe. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and you can see it was bothering him, but he was still able to stabilize himself, which is not easy to do, but I know he got advice. Um, but the biggest thing for me in this game was the play calling. And I said that prior. I said the coaches <coughs> got to get this play calling down um, because if not, that could be a big issue. But they 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 made some very good decisions when it came to the play calling. But Jay, what were your thoughts on this game? I don't know. I mean, the Eagles are just a better team. I mean, top to bottom, the Eagles just have a better football team than the Giants. I think that's why all of us picked the Eagles to win the game. Um, the Eagles are a heck of a football team, man. A great offensive line, defensive line. They have outstanding players on the outside, skill position wise. Running backs that can run the football. Miles Sanders, man, he's been playing outstanding the last few weeks. And, of course, Jalen Hurts is the guy that makes it all go. So, yeah, I was a little surprised that they dominated the Giants in the way they did kind of start to finish. They really just overwhelmed the Giants. But, yeah, I mean, they're a really, really good football team. The more you watch them, the more you realize just how well put together this team is. So, they're going to be a tough out for everybody. So they took care of business exactly what, you know, the number one seed supposed to do. You take care of business at home, and, and now they're sitting in an outstanding position with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. So just a very, very impressive win by the Eagles. Yeah, and, and, and before you start, before you start, uh, Britt, um, my son Jordan, man, he, 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 he's a diehard uh, Eagles fan, man, and he texts me today, like he's, like, he, he's like, he, he's like, he's like, hey, he said, Pops, he called me Pops, makes me feel older than I actually <laughs> He said, he said, Pops, hey, it, it, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's 49ers week, so he, he thinks of the, the Eagles are going to take care of business, so I'm afraid. I'm not because of he said that, because because of what everything Jay just said. Mm -hmm. Okay, Walk, well, you know what? I'm going to be real interested to see who you pick later, because if okay. I, if my memory serves me right, I think you've picked every playoff game correctly. I don't think I you've have. missed on any of them this whole time we started it's picking so, games. So Jay, you're batting Jay, a thousand is, right now, yeah, okay, Walk. Well, Jay, this is why you and me <laughs> have been like... <laughs> Here all forever, man. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's gonna be interesting for sure. You're batting a thousand, man. So just we'll to let you guys out. know, I've picked every team right as well. I don't <laughs> think so, Britt. Didn't you have a miss in there? You miss, you miss one. Who? You picked you pick Buffalo to beat Cincinnati. No, I said I picked Buffalo only if, um, only if, uh, <clears throat> What was Josh Allen doesn't have to play superhero and he no, had to play on, superhero. You can't, you can't, I I can't make picks like <laughs> I that. Said that. Buffalo only if I no, did, I said that. You, you guys have, agree. You was like, oh yeah, she's you right. You may have no. said it, but you picked Buffalo. I definitely said that. that. I said if he doesn't have to play superhero. I'll take that L. Fine. I'll take, take that L. L. That's like I'll me picking. That's like me picking <laughs> Philly I'll and saying I want the that, Giants I'll to win. I take that L just like the Cowboys took their L. So it's all good. Take um, that L, Britt. <laughs> going back, do you guys? Do you think uh, people? Do you think people hopped? Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this question. Do you think people hopped a little bit too quickly on a Giants bandwagon that they will beat the Eagles after that miraculous or amazing Vikings win? If you want to say so. Jay, I'm going to come to you first. Yeah, I think it's a good question. I, I don't even know that it's the Giants bandwagon. I feel like people hopped on the Daniel Jones bandwagon. He played a, a really good game against the Vikings, and then all of a sudden, 
everybody in the national media. And and even I kind of bought into the hype a little bit too, K-Walk. I see you raising your hand. Everybody just, you know, almost anointed this guy as someone that now could carry his team in the playoffs. So I think everybody got a little overzealous about Daniel Jones. The Eagles kind of brought him back down to earth this weekend. Mm-hmm. So I, I really think it was more yeah. of a Daniel Jones bandwagon, more so than the Giants bandwagon. What about you, K-Walk? Yeah, I, I concur. Yeah, that, I mean, that's definitely what I went. You know, my uh, my who bowling, who's bowling last week was Daniel Jones. And who was the most impressive <laughs> uh, team in a play in a wild card was Daniel Jones, not so much the uh, the Giants. So, yeah, I, I concur with Jay um, on, on this one. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, they look good playing against the Minnesota Vikings, man. The Minnesota Vikings were they, they had the, the, that great record. And then, they, you know, they were the seed that they were. Um, and then when they they went on the road and beat them in the fashion that they beat them, you you have to jump on that back bandwagon. Mm-hmm. If you weren't a, a Giants fan, even if you weren't a Giants fan, you have to jump on that bandwagon for sure. So I, I agree with Jay there. I look, I said all along that the Giants were going to be a good team. They're a well coached team, but I did yeah. not automatically assume that they was going to beat the Eagles just because they beat the Vikings. And yeah. Jay, you can attest to this. I definitely said this. <laughs> Calling <laughs> y'all my bills, bankers. <laughs> um, but um, I just didn't believe in the Vikings. I didn't. They had the thirty-first ranked defense. That defense yeah. looked bad throughout over the course of the season. Yeah. They were consistently bad. And when they when they did win, they only won less than what half the time. It was four to five points max that yeah. they would win by. So that Colts game, historic. But no, like I was no, that gets thrown out the window. In, in my opinion, especially if you can't get past the first round. Um, so, of course, I'm not going to jump on their bandwagon from an Eagles fan, but I just say I felt like they still have more um, growing pains to go to go through. Um, but they did very well. I have to give them kudos because they did very well this year, and they got a lot further than what most people thought. But I knew for right. sure they was going to beat that Vikings um, team. All right, guys, we're going to head on and switch gears. Um, we're still going to stay, stay in the NFC um, before we switch over to the AFC, and it's now time to talk about the Sunday, well, I guess Sunday late afternoon matchup. Uh, we had a great matchup on Sunday, very defensive matchup. The 49ers beat the Cowboys 19-12 to advance to the NFC Championships. Your thoughts on this particular game? Hmm, who should I go first? All right, let's go with this temporary uh, he shouldn't be a Dallas Cowboys fan anymore, but let's see what happens. He may try to claim it still. Jay, what's your thoughts? Look, I thought it was a really good football game. I know some people didn't love it because it wasn't high scoring, but I, I mm-hmm. thought it was a well-played game. Uh, look, I, I, I know people, it, it's easy to take shots at the Cowboys because they didn't win. I, I've been seeing it all over social media, all in the news, everything. It's easy to take shots at the Cowboys because they didn't win, but to me, this wasn't really like all the years in the past. Um, I didn't think the Cowboys like blew the game on something stupid as, as we've kind of seen them do before. I, I thought the 49ers <coughs> won the game. I mean, the 49ers have an outstanding <coughs> team, a great defense. Uh, I, I know, yes, we can talk about Dak's turnovers, especially the first one when he throws the ball late in the flat and it gets intercepted. Like you just can't do that. That's quarterback one Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, we could talk about the turnovers, but, you know, we also have to give credit to the, the team that they're playing against. I mean, the 49ers can do that to you. They can make you look bad because their defense is that good. So um, I, I think it's an, a really good win for the 49ers. Obviously, if you're a Cowboys fan, you're disappointed. Mm-hmm. But to me, this isn't like one of those things where the Cowboys were the number one seed and then got beat by a six seed and, and they just kind of imploded. Yeah. They lost to a really, really good football team. And, and you know, that's what happens in sports. So to me, I, I just don't feel like this was a um, a huge thing for the Cowboys. I, I just think it was a good win for the 49ers. Yeah, um, I think you're letting them off the hook a little bit. I'm sorry, Jay. I know that's the team you rooted for, but I really think you're letting them off the hook. <laughs> okay, the 49ers defense is nothing to sneeze about. They are the real <clears throat> deal. Yep. But there were, if I can recall, there were a few passes that Dak just missed or sure. he made the wrong decision. For one, who was it? He tried <clears throat> to uh, throw it to um, uh, CeeDee Lamb. It was Fred Warner was right behind him. And you on the other side, you had T.Y. Hilton wide open, and you had time in the pocket, but you tried to you kept trying to force feed it to uh, C.D. Lamb. You have other playmakers on this field who were wide open, and that wasn't the first time. You missed the wide open Michael Gallup going down the line. It was that towards the end of the game. You threw it short. That allowed the uh, – 40. I think it was the 49ers linebacker or corner to catch up. So I'm like, I'm not – he doesn't get off the hook. And those interceptions were not good interceptions. They were very bad decision-making. But not yeah. only that, towards the end of the game, if I, it's just like it's the same thing that happened last year. Dallas doesn't read a rule book. You don't know the rules of the game. Last year, Dak should have known to give the football to the ref. This year, your, your, your tight end doesn't know to put two feet down. Um, he doesn't know that you got to move forward before you step out of bounds. You're going back. Clearly, the 49ers defense knew the rules because he was telling the ref, hey, you got to keep rolling that clock, if I can recall. So, no, the Cowboys imploded once again. They don't get off the hook. I don't know. I, I don't know if I see it that way. I, I Like, yes, did Dak miss some throws? Sure. But, like, we could go to every single game over the weekend and find a quarterback that missed throws. It, it happens in every single game. Like, I, I, like we, we could go to Brock Purdy. He missed some throws. Uh, Josh Allen missed some throws. Joe Burrow. Like, everybody misses throws. So, like, no quarterback comes out and plays a perfect game. And then – like at the end of the game, yeah, the tight end, um, yes, he should have turned up field and fought to get out of bounds. But I don't know. Like, can you hang that on the whole team because one player doesn't do what he's supposed to do? I, I just don't know that you matters. can hang that on the Cowboys in general because you have one guy make a bonehead play. So I, it just didn't is- feel like an implosion to me. And, you know, they got the ball with what, like 45 seconds left and had to go 95 yards it didn't feel like it was going to happen with no timeouts. Like that would have been a miracle had they got the ball down the field and scored. So I I don't know. It just didn't feel like last year to me. The point is you need to execute when it matters. I don't care who you are or when it matters. Dak, for time, all I heard all year long was how good of a a a quarterback Dak was. Did he play (laughs) like he was a good quarterback this game? So I think one of the things that people I think one of the things that people have to do though is they have to separate fans 
from reality. Like, fans are fanatics. Of course, Cowboy fans are going to say that Dak is the best quarterback ever. But I don't think there's anybody who looks at sports through a realistic lens that has Dak Prescott in their top five quarterbacks. So, I mean, yeah, the, the Cowboy fans, sure. But isn't that what they're supposed to do? They're fans. That's, no, that's how they're the supposed fans. to be. I said people. I'm not talking about just the fans. Even well, who, you said who, who are these he's people? Because I don't. He is a talented quarterback. He's absolutely he a talent. I never said he was top 10, but we you could probably make 10. the argument that he's somewhere between 12 to 15 for sure. <laughs> absolutely. He's a very talented quarterback. He's look, not he's not in the top tier, but he's a look, I guarantee you there's at least 15 other teams that would rather have Dak than the guy that they have. I guarantee you that. 15 is not top 10. I'm just saying it. I never but said he was top 10. I will say we're gonna have to rewind these, these tapes soon. But I will say this because I know we gotta move on and K Rock didn't even get his thoughts about it yet. This is what I would say. No, 49ers played a great game. And Brock Purdy did not make some of the crazy decisions that Dak Prescott was making. Yeah, Brock Purdy may have missed some passes, but he also was making – he made some incredible passes as well. Um, so Brock I'm Purdy not, played I'm sorry. okay. I, I don't think Brock Purdy set the world on he, fire by I any didn't say, of I didn't he, played, say, he played an okay game. I didn't say he played – I didn't say he played great or – Awesome. I say he played better than Dak Prescott when it came down to winning this football game. He did what I don't he know. was supposed to do. I mean, I look, I, I don't I'm not making the case that Dak played well. He he obviously did not play well. Um, but I don't think that means he's all of a sudden a bum. I mean, I, I still think he's a, a viable quarterback in the NFL for sure. He, he's not a bum. He just he has to understand when it's winning time, you need to execute and do what you need to do. But all right, guys, this clearly sounds like Jay's going to be a Cowboys fan for a lot longer than, than one year. I don't know. We'll but K-Walk, your thoughts. This is your team. Your team wins. They're going to see my team in Philly. What were your thoughts on this game? What you sitting there eating? What was that, popcorn? Pop is popcorn. That's popcorn, man. I, I had my popcorn ready. I had my popcorn ready. That was well played, That was well played. <laughs> I had my popcorn ready, bro. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do have to agree with Jay, though. I do have to agree with Jay um, on this. But uh, at the same time, Jay, um, Dak did miss some uh, some some crucial uh, throws. The 49ers uh, uh, allowed him uh, to to win that game. The 49ers, I, I think, in this at this point, as much as as hard as for me to say this, as you know, as a 49er fan, the the, the Cowboys lost that game. The 49ers didn't win that game. I, I'm really going to say that because of the fact that the matter is, like uh, Britt Brit said, that <clears throat> there were guys that were open that Dak missed. They were and you can and to your your point too, Jay, is that uh, there were 49er uh, receivers that were op- that were open that uh, that Purdy missed. Um, you know what? I just think it just comes down to what we always been talking about with the with the with the Cowboys is they are the Cowboys. Is it Dak? Is it uh, is it McCarthy? It wasn't the defense. Definitely down to the defense. Mm-hmm. Nineteen points. It definitely was not the defense. So you got to look at yourself and say, "Listen, if we go into this game, and if you're a cowboy or you're a cowboy fan, I say, listen, we need twenty points to win this game." You, you take that every time. 
you take that every time, even in the playoff game, even against the 49ers, even against the Eagles, 20 points should be enough to win this game. So I, you know what? Wow, that was that was a tough one. 49ers, whoo, and then we got to deal with this other nonsense with, uh, you know, with, with the D lineman who got arrested. But we'll we'll, we'll talk about it at, at a late at a later point, but at a later a latter part of the uh, uh, the show. But yeah, I mean, I, I think Jay, I think Dak wasn't he's he's not that guy, man. He missed too many he missed too many throws, and um and and not only that, the, the end of the game. Is I don't know what the heck what that was about with McCarthy not understanding. Uh, I mean, well, Schultz not understanding the rule, uh, and then then also um, McCarthy not understanding the time mm-hmm. clock. Before they punted, they should have called timeout. They should have called timeout and saved some time, and then they would have given them more time to, uh, to, uh, to 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 get down the field and uh, and possibly make a uh, and make a run at it. But you know what? That's what the four, I mean, that's what the uh, the Cowboys do, man. They just for, for, for whatever reason they don't pay attention to the to the small things, the intricacies of uh, of the game, and that's what co- ultimately cost them that game. And I really thought that the the Cowboys lost that game, and the 49ers did not win that game. <clears throat> yeah, and, you know, I, and I know, K. Walk, you brought that question up. I was going to go the other way. I was going to say I thought the 49ers won it. But, look, I don't okay. think it can be overlooked either that, that the Cowboys lost uh, to, that Pollard early in that <clears throat> football game, a, a dynamic weapon part of their offense. Zeke is washed. Like when Pollard went out, they couldn't run the football anymore. They, they lose that ability to throw him the football out of the backfield. I really thought that hurt their offense a lot. Yes. Now, look, injuries is a part of football, and you got to have a backup that's ready to go. So there's no excuses in terms of that for, for Cowboys. But I do think that hurt the Cowboys when they lost yeah, Pollard sure. because he's such yeah, an sure. important part of that offense. Absolutely. Absolutely, Jeff. This is what I will say. <clears throat> they still had an opportunity to win and they didn't execute when it mattered. Now I will defend the Cowboys in this because I've heard a lot of nonsense about that whole very last play of the game. What kind, what were they thinking? Look, you're 75 yards down the field. You're hoping anything at that point will be, is going to be able yeah. to, to, to work. Um, Cause the odds are not in your favor necessarily. So they was trying something different. They was hoping something a miracle what happened. So I can't get on the Cowboys for just, you know, trying to hope for the best in that situation. Unfortunately, Turpin caught the ball and he got tackled, but you just never know what could have happened in that, that particular moment in time. So, but all right, guys, let's switch over to the AFC. Actually, hold on. Just want to make sure. Okay. Cause I know we have somebody coming on hopefully soon. So before mm-hmm. we, Started another topic. I, I, I did, I did, go ahead. It's, it's okay. I just text him. Just he's waiting okay. for the, the um, okay. <clears throat> All right. So now we're going to switch over to the AFC. Um, so let's start with, let's see. We're going to start off with these lousy. Lousy. Yes, what, what's wow. that? Lous, lousy. No, lousy bills. <laughs> um, oh, okay. <clears throat> But as we know, I don't know where it is in my notes. I lost it, I guess. But that's what happens with technology. But as we know, um, the AFC Divisional game, we recently just had the Bengals at the Bills and a wonderful snowy game. Um, They kept showing, trying to show Damari Hamlin. I wanted to root for him, but I couldn't see him at all. Uh, But the Bengals beat up on the Bills. 
and it looked like a total beatdown to me. What were your thoughts on this Bengals and Bills game? K-Walk, I'm coming to you first. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of what we talked about uh, last week, you know, is, uh, will Josh Allen, um, you know, be that guy to try to take over the game? Uh, we saw that uh, Stefan Diggs uh, was frustrated with uh, with uh, Josh Allen's uh, uh, play or lack thereof. Um, but uh, you know what? You, you have to give a hats off to, uh, to to Zach Taylor and his his game plan. And Joe Burrow is he is he not? I mean, you can arguably say I know. I we know. I know. I know. I know. Patrick Mahomes is that guy. But Joe Burrow is playing some really, really excellent football right now. And I think you have to give the hats off. He's really – you could give him a nod to be the best uh, quarterback in the, in the game right now. And I think that's what ultimately was the difference in this game right now. I know the Bills had home field advantage. You know, they, they were they, – you know, with, with everything with DeMar Hamlin a, as well. He was in the house. Shout out to you, brother. Hope all is well. Um, and then you had the weather, like as you stated, uh, Britt. Um, you know, it was snowy. But hey, Cincinnati, they play in that same weather. They, you know, they get the same weather. So it's not like you know, you know, you're a Flor- Floridian going to uh, you know upstate New York. Um, but uh, nonetheless, they they did an excellent job. I think Zach uh, Zach Taylor and uh, God, his name escapes me right now. But the defensive coordinator for the Bengals um, uh, has to get a shout out, man. I mean, he did an excellent job of. Uh, containing uh, uh, Stefan Diggs for sure. I know you can't stop him, but you can only hope to contain him. And that's exactly what they did. They did enough to contain that offense. Uh, Josh Allen, um, you know, uh, Singletary, Moss, uh, Knox. I mean, you get the, the list goes on and on, uh, on and on. Excuse me. And um, you know, you know, hats off to the Bengals. They did an excellent job of coaching playing and and then I think the quarterback play was the most important thing by Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow deserves a nod for the uh the MVP uh uh you know um you know uh award um at, you know postseason of course yeah I don't know what's going on like with the bills I, I and it could be what like Jay said before you know Jay was like I just feel like that emotional that that spark is going to eventually die off because you know they was fighting so hard for demar hamlin and we're so happy and grateful that he's better you know he's been working out you know still a long recovery um but as we see we see him in the stadium but eventually that's going to die off um and now you're just going to get back to football it didn't look good for the bills on the bill side you know they were i don't know if it was the snow but they should be used to playing in the snow right the offensive line couldn't stop anything um the Bengals had their number in the trenches I don't know how many times I see Josh Allen get pressured um Josh Allen to me he still tries to do too much way better quarterback than Carson Wentz and I'm not trying to compare him to Carson Wentz guys and I don't want you guys to think about about it in this way but what I'm saying is that Carson Wentz was doing too much you know he would force feed certain guys and he didn't have to do that I see similarities in Josh Allen. And I know he's trying to make a play happen, but it's okay to make the simple play. You know, he had a couple passes to Gabe Davis, and he just missed them. Um, or he's running. It's a little bit tougher in the playoffs to run, to be as mobile as you as you normally are. Um, wow. So you need to – I'm sorry, guys. You need to link K-Walk. Yeah, so you're sitting out to, to okay. like a brand I, I'll, I'll, I'll do. I'll work on that. Um, 
But the Bengals, as you guys know, Joe Burrow is my guy. I've been saying that since last year. That's one of my favorite quarterbacks in this league today. He's so calm, cool. He got swag of all swags. I love Jamar Chase. I love T. Higgins. You take Jamar Chase out, which is very hard to do. You have T. Higgins. You have – I can't think of the other receiver's name right now. But Joe Mixon. Yes, thank you, Tyler Boyd. Joe Mixon is a, a, a quality running back as well. And their defense played well. I was even uh, surprised with Eli Apple. I thought he was a lousy cornerback. Right? He stepped up this game. He got tired of people talking about but he definitely <laughs> stepped up this game. Uh, but definitely Jay, not a rotten thoughts? apple. Definitely, definitely thoughts not a real quick. Apple. And then, <laughs> Jay, say your thoughts real quick. And then I know we have our guests is waiting for us now. Yeah, no, I'll be quick. Um, I, I just think a couple things. Number one, I thought the Bengals handled the weather much better than Buffalo, as surprising as that is. And then kind of a nod to what Kay Walk said. Uh, I thought the defensive coordinator for Cincinnati, he did a great job just dialing up pressures and, and disguising packages and all those kinds of things. And it just really had Buffalo on their heels all day. So a lot of credit to the Bengals for, for the way they played. And it's going to be a great AFC championship this weekend. All right. All right. Good good stuff, guys. Good stuff there. Hey, Brandon, how you doing, brother? Man, I um, want to welcome you, uh, you in for sure. And um, guys, if you if you have missed him before, he's been here. He's a uh, uh, Denver's uh, uh, you know beat writer there, reporter, and also um, a sports reporter uh, for sure. Or Denver's insider, and it gives us the great stuff. And also the uh, you know uh, a reporter there on uh, you know iHeartRadio. How are you doing this evening, brother? I'm doing good. I am having the hardest time hearing you guys, so I don't know if it's my AirPods. I'm going to switch as we do this in real time to my regular headphones and let's see if that will make a difference. So Uh, I can still hear you guys now. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you fine. Yeah, Yeah, I think it was AirPods, Ghost in the Machine. So I'm doing great, man. Excited for these conference championships. Not excited as said it is uh, our resident Niners fan. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Kid growing up, what, in the tri-state area, why wouldn't you be cheering for the Niners? <laughs> you know what, man? Whatever, man. Whatever, man. I, I'm not a fan since I was 12 years I asked old, that man. same question every I just all the time. Tur- I, I, just, hey, I, just, I, I just turned 50 years old. I've been a Niner fan since 12, man. So Yeah, I, I get it. it. They I were good back told. then, right? They, they were good. All right. And, 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 and apparently right? they're still good right now. Apparently they're good well, right they're, now. It was a couple so. lean years, but no, I, I get it. And the New York all those, I guess the Giants were pretty good back then. Uh, regardless, Facts. I get it. All right, I get it. I get all right, it. we we got some haters on here, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see here. But uh, nonetheless, man, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, look, let's Brandon, man. I didn't realize that you, you and I played. I know we played uh, flag football together. That's how you and I met, um, in in Bronx, New York, Brittany. Um, but um, that's an inside joke. Um, but um, <laughs> I know you, I didn't realize that you worked at Cablevision with uh, with uh, Dolan, um, the, the owner of the Knicks, the same time that I worked there. Yeah, you, is that I was there for I think six months uh, when oh. I worked at something called <laughs> HD Net uh, Voom. I think it was called Voom HD. Right. I think it was called Voom HD, not HD Net. It was oh, a high boom. def platform. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, That's what it first like came many, out. Like many, like many things that the Dolan Jim Dolan owns, <laughs> was uh, not it's one a good of idea them. that's poorly executed. No, it, I mean <laughs> it was kind of ahead of its time with a, a twelve <laughs> channel, all high def platform, and I worked on the news side yeah. 
there with Deuce Twelve Long Island was our you know same newsroom or whatever. But I was only there for yeah. about six months. It, it wasn't oh, okay. It wasn't the best fit. Uh, and commuting from right. Manhattan to Long Island kind of stunk. But it, it was. Not, it stinks. It really does. Yeah. Stink. Yeah. It, really it was. It was all right. But <laughs> yeah, that's not what we brought you here for. But um, anyway, man, listen. Um, um, the Broncos, uh, they're going through their uh, their, their uh, head coaching. Uh, uh, search right now and, and it seems to be that uh, Sean Payton is their head candidate right now and um, I believe he's on a second interview if I'm correct um, what are you hearing there from the from the brass there so what's interesting is it's what are you hearing in general from whether it's Jeff Duncan who covered him in New Orleans for a long time or Colin Coward mm-hmm. on sports radio who's a colleague of his on the Sunday Fox television show that Sean's a part of the one thing that we know is that while it looked like he was maybe going to come here tomorrow, and he still very well may, he had a business commitment in New Orleans today. He had an agree with Carolina yesterday. He's supposed to talk to Arizona Thursday, but mm-hmm. Jeff Duncan put out that he was going to come to town Wednesday and have a second interview. Now, that wasn't ever set in stone, and I don't know if the Broncos are slow playing it or if they're trying to seem less interested while they, one, either look at other candidates or, two, try to drive the price down, not just on Sean's contract. Say, yeah, we, we like you a lot. We don't, you we want to pay 25 million or 20. We'll pay you 18. That still makes you probably the second highest paid head coach behind Bill Belichick. And he was close right. to that anyway. Uh, so we'll pay you that. We're not going to pay you all 20. And we want to let the saints know that we may go another direction and Sean could easily go back to TV and then you're not going to get any picks. So you want right. a first and a couple thirds. No, be a first, fourth and a seventh. So I think that there's maybe some posturing wow. and then there's people in the building, you know, George Payton, the GM who's only in year three, but on his third head coach, he isn't going to be a part of the second round of interviews. It's only going to be Greg Penner, the CEO, his wife, mm-hmm. Walton Penner, her dad, Rob right. Walton, who wrote the big check, the owner. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest, Rob Walton called Roger Goodell, commissioner Goodall and Roger Goodall, intro presser. <laughs> we know that Rob may, he may be able to sit in the room and decide who he likes the most, but it's not All like right. he's, comparing David Shaw's resume to Dan Quinn's to Sean Payton's based on what he's watched. Did he watch the Saints in the Super Bowl? Sure. Does he Stanford against Cal on a Saturday night? Probably not. So I, I think that it feels like Sean Payton still is the, the sports books that don't have to put these odds up, have him as the favorite, as a prohibitive favorite, then have Dan Quinn second and then, after that, wow. it's D'Amico Ryan's David Shaw, people like that. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has been okay. taken off the list for now. But until right. Jim Harbaugh has a new deal in, in Michigan, sanctions and, and everything else, it won't surprise me if out of the blue, we find out Jim Harbaugh is the next coach because he and Greg Penner got together on their own. It's going to be right. called ultimately. And, and so until all of that is completely put to bed or the Broncos hire somebody else, I'm going to at least in the back of my mind think there's a chance. But Sean Payton still does feel like the leader as of now. But okay. if they really wanted him, why isn't he flying here tonight from exactly. New Orleans and exactly. getting this done tomorrow in a press conference Thursday? Yeah, you and you may and you mentioned uh, Dan Quinn. He's who's a defensive guy. We we all know that. If you don't know, um, now, let me ask you what 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 is they what are they looking for? Meaning the Denver Broncos uh, brass are they looking for a uh, a, a uh, offensive guy, a minded guy? Because 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 we all know that Russell Wilson seems to be he has his own office, as you mentioned the last time that we talked. <laughs> but you know, is it, it do we need do you guys need? I don't want to say you guys, but does Denver need a um, an offensive minded guy to be the head coach there 
when you hire an offensive-minded head coach, and Sean Payton certainly being that, you, as my four-year-old has joined the uh, show, that's Leo <laughs> hanging out in the background. Um, so, Leo, what's up, buddy? Uh, since you're in the in the shot, you can wave. There you go. Uh, awesome. <laughs> when you hire, and this is the same thing happened with the hiring of Nathaniel Hack, because so many coaches, head coaches, have an offensive background for the most yeah. part, right across the league, and look at the coaches that are left. Uh, in the final four, Zach Taylor and Nick Sirianni, offensive coaches, certainly Andy Reid at the top of the list of creative offensive coaches over the last 20 years in the NFL. And he, and he's still right there, right there. And and then look at uh, the Niners, Kyle Shanahan, obviously an offensive minded right. coach. Now the, the, the benefit there is that you're not going to lose if they are your play caller or the orchestrator of the offense, you're not going to lose them. Right. right now, as we found out with Nathaniel Hackett, there's a lot more goes into being a head coach and just calling plays. Mike McDaniel mm-hmm. called plays for the first time in the NFL, had success, got to the playoffs. Same with Kevin O'Connell. I guess he called plays his final year in Washington, but hadn't done it a lot. Zach Taylor didn't call plays in the NFL at all and got a head coaching job. Obviously, it's working. It helps to have good quarterbacks. Uh, the Broncos, in theory, have that. But I, I think more than offensive or defensive coach, you want one, somebody to set a culture who's going to say, this is how we do it, Russell Wilson, and all 52 players, and in this case, you know, all of Broncos country, this is what we expect from our team, from our from our organization, all of that, but also right. somebody that will, I guess, hold everyone accountable and at uh-huh. the same time, an offensive mind coach can get hired away. So there's that part of it too. But you still have to be able to do the whole job. Dan Quinn proved in Atlanta, I know people yeah. want to give Kyle Shanahan plenty of credit, and that's well-deserved, but Dan Quinn's players loved him, and his players love him in Dallas. Yeah. Please turn that uh, as, as my lighting is being adjusted, thanks to a four-year-old. Uh, so, so you know, D'Amico Ryan's, I think, is going to be a good head coach, and Bill Belichick's a defensive coach. He's been good, right? Now yeah. he helped to have Tom Brady for all those years. Pete Carroll's a defensive coach. He's gone to the playoffs nine times in 13 seasons in, in Seattle. Wow. So, uh, and it may be 10 now, uh, now that I think about it, right? He's gone nine times, once where they didn't even – finished about 500 but the beast quake they won the division that year and then this year and then eight times with russ so i think just having someone that can set a culture and run the whole organization or be the face of the organization is the most important thing but oh that's what i was going to say more so and this is not a knock on the minds or broncos defensive coordinator giro vero who's going to have a second yeah. interview with houston and a second interview with the colts nice it's nice. that they don't they don't want to hire a first-time head coach for a four straight time i don't think now, they wow. liked Ryan's, and I think they'd like to talk to him again. They did not have enough time to wait until they can talk to him again after the NFC title game. But I, I think that they would like a coach that has a track record of going building and establishing a winning culture. And certainly not just Sean Payton and Dan Quinn, but Jim Caldwell is another name, a guy that got both the Colts to the playoffs and had Peyton Manning not hurt his neck. He might still be the coach of the Colts. <laughs> and got to the Lions, the Lions in the playoffs two of the first four years he was there. All right. I mean, great stuff. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Britt. I was going to say, I have a quick question for, pertaining to – I know they. Ha- I have a lot of interest in Sean Payton. We're still not 100% sure. Uh, but how does the draft capital really impact that? Because I know they lost a lot in that Russell Wilson deal, and the Saints are asking for a first-round pick, which they don't have this year. Well, if you remember all the way back to the trade deadline, Bradley sent Tammy in exchange for the third of their first-round picks – uh, mm-hmm. that they had acquired from the Niners when they traded for Trey Lance. So that pick is 
at lowest 29, right? Yeah. Um, so it's going to be 29, 30, 31, or 32 that the Saints mm-hmm. will will be getting. Uh, if And that may be good enough. And mm-hmm. as, as valuable as first-round picks are spent first-round quarterbacks because you can control their salary one extra year. Uh, you know, you look at Joe Burrow right now, he's on a rookie deal. And, right. and that mm-hmm. allows you to do a lot of different things. Brock Purdy on a rookie deal. <laughs> Um, 252. I'm about to say 252. Not a bad deal. <laughs> Not really. But Jalen Hurts is also Jalen Hurts also on a rookie deal. Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. makes Patrick Mahomes makes 17% of the Chiefs' salary cap. And he should. He's the best quarterback mm-hmm. in football. Uh, but I don't think the Broncos would be drafting a first round quarterback this year at 29, 30, 31, or 32. The strength in, in the draft mm-hmm. for the couple quarterbacks is certainly at the top with with guys like Bryce Young and CJ Stroud and Will Levis. Next year's draft might even be better with Caleb Williams and and Drake yeah. May. So yeah. if they, they weren't planning on having a first round pick before, and for people and plenty of those fans and, and colleagues of mine on, on my station, different stations that think giving up a first round pick and a couple other picks for a head coach, Philly, but the bucks did it for John Gruden and they probably would have won a super bowl with anybody. Cause Tony Dungy and company had built a good team, but they gave up two ones and two twos all the way back in 2002 and got a super bowl ring out of it. So I, I think that, some GMs and some football team builders and even some owners as a result of the people that are around maybe become a little too reliant on or or those people on a pedestal maybe more than they should. Because if you're running a good organization, you will find good players. And while there is certainly value in the first round pick or the second round pick, which is also with Seattle this year, it's not the end of the world. If you can get Russell Wilson back on track, well, you've got a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback and the rest will fall into place. Yeah, I mean, good stuff there. And, and you and uh, you know, um, I have to ask you this, man. Whew. You know what? It, it, it's it's interesting to, to to see how this is going to play out because I really think that Sean Payton is going to be that guy. But um, do you think that um, in your in your opinion, your personal opinion, do you think that uh, that Russell Wilson needs Sean Payton as his uh, head coach and quarterback? Well, 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 yeah, well, whether it's Sean Payton, he needs someone that's going to be. I don't say an adult in the room, but Nathaniel Hackett, for better or worse, is wired to be everybody's friend. And that's why Aaron Rodgers, I think, loved him because he was always the good cop. And so when the team needed a bad cop, he just doesn't have really, he just doesn't really have that component. And then you know, you'd hear players say, well, he'll get on you in a meeting or whatever. But, you know, afterwards, he's immediately going to hug you. And I'm not saying you that that's a bad thing necessarily, but at, at, at the same time, whoever comes in, it'll be made clear to Russ that this coach is not tied to you. The, obviously, the more success you have and that the coach has, the, the better it will be for everyone. You may be right. out of here in two or three They may not say it like that, but essentially, right. and especially with Sean Payton, Sean Payton's contract could be more than five years. It could be six, seven, eight, if not more with uh, Harbaugh. I don't think Dan Quinn, I don't think D'Amico Ryans gets anything close. To that. Maybe they get a six-year deal, which we've seen guys like Kyle Shanahan get. But I, I think that in general, when, when you – are hiring this coach, whomever it is, they need to come in and be on with Russ and say, look, we need to get rid of some of the BS. We need to get your personal quarterbacks coach out of the building, which they did the final two weeks with Jerry Rossberg. You don't need your own physical therapist here. If you want to get a camper and put it out front and go out there during your off period or put it out back, even by where the players park, but that person is not a team employee and cannot be in our building right and you don't need to be in your office all day you can be in your office at night if you want or you can just go home to your office if you don't exactly. sit in the quarterback's room so you need someone that's right. just gonna 
that's just going to stand up to Russ, if you will. And, and I think whomever that is, Sean Payton, Dan Quinn, or otherwise, will know that they're allowed to say that to Russ. Because it wasn't that Nathaniel Hackett didn't say that. It's that he didn't think he needed to. And I think they would have put up with all of the other stuff if he was right. winning, right? Right. We get Bill Belichick like the TB12 part, but that was all – there was some element of business <laughs> related to that and Alex Guerrero and, and more players going over there. Russ doesn't have the players – Going to see him here. Can I have that back, my? Get us I would say. I, I, I was gonna say. I saw Leo take okay. the helmet. I saw the Rutgers Hall of Famers. Elway and Peyton are gonna go on this side. I've already talked to them, but Lloyd Little, okay. Shannon Sharp, Gary Zerman, Terrell Davis. Oh, yeah. Can't can't Sorry, touch man. that one. Uh-uh. Right. So, <laughs> soon right. enough. Soon enough, right. I'll have Peyton and John Elway and Champ on the other side. And then I got All right, good stuff, man. Numbers. With that being anyway. said, I'm not going to keep you any longer. I see uh, Leo needs uh, that attention from you. So I'm just going to get your predictions for uh, this uh, weekend's game between uh, first the uh, you know the Bengals and the uh, the Chiefs, and then the 49ers uh, at at Eagles. I think we're going to see the Eagles squeak that one out. I think we might see a game similar to what we saw in Dallas, but I think the Eagles with Jalen Hurts have his ability to make a few more plays. I still am not the biggest Jalen Hurts believer, but he certainly played well enough against the Giants. So I think that the Eagles will have the ability to make enough plays, and I'm not convinced that Rock against a defense like that. We saw what he did against Cowboys defense, not much. That against right. a defense like the Eagles won't won't be able to do enough as much as they'll cater the game plan to them. Uh, I, I, so I think the Eagles – hold serve at home and, and go back to the Super Bowl. And the Bengals have already beaten Patrick Mahomes three times in a calendar year. Yes, sir. When he was healthy. So now right. they're going to go to Arrowhead <laughs> with all the confidence in the world that they, they can win at Arrowhead. They've certainly won twice. In Cincy, they are healthier. Even if the old line's banged up, they certainly held up against the Bills. Now the Chiefs pass rush, I think, is a little more formidable with Chris Jones specifically. Had Von Miller been healthy, that game might have been a little different. But I think we're going to see the Bengals back in the Super Bowl. And if I don't talk to you guys before the game, I think we're going to see the Bengals win it this year. I think that getting there last year wow. was enough yeah, of I can uh, see that. I can see that. Booster. And Joe Burrow, you know, he, he may not get talked about as quickly as Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes do when we're talking about quarterbacks we start our eyes with. But if they go take care of business at Arrowhead, win the Super Bowl, then if you want to put Burrow ahead of Josh Allen, I think that no one's going to argue. I certainly won't. No, I wouldn't. And I wouldn't. Especially with exactly. the way he plays, right? He doesn't rely on his legs, and you're not as worried about – the longevity of his career yeah clearly he can make all the throws and make all the reads and is really good at the line of scrimmage so joe burry joe burrow is quickly becoming you know the one b to patrick Mahomes is one a and if he wins at arrowhead beat the chiefs for a fourth time he's truly their kryptonite and so that's how i see it shaking out but i've been pretty bad with my picks uh, the, the I did pick the. I you, heard pick the Brent, right? beat, you heard that, Britt, right? You heard that, right? I picked the Niners. Really beat my Cowboys. Really I did pick the Niners beat my Cowboys, although they were doing all they could to to uh, let the Cowboys win that game. If if that just makes a couple different plays, maybe a little different. But Mike McCarthy strikes again. The worst coach to ever win a yeah. Super Bowl showed us Ooh. why he's not a very good Ooh. coach. Hey, Ooh. hey, Brandon, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to slip a Cowboys question in here before before you get out of here. Everybody's sure. obviously talking about Dak. You know, he obviously did not play well this weekend. And then you mentioned Mike McCarthy. Kind of two questions here. Number one, do you see Jerry Jones maybe making a, a change at the head coaching spot? And then is, is Dak good enough to get the Cowboys over over the hump in the future? Yeah, I think any coach that isn't Mike McCarthy gives him a better chance. You know, when he got COVID <laughs> last year, they went 1-0 and when it was Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore. And so 
as much as I'd like to cover Sean Payton and I have a little bit of a relationship with him, just meeting him over the years and getting to hang out with him at the final four and at some other events, I would rather see him be the coach of the Cowboys Yeah, <laughs> in, in some ways. Cause I think that you pair him with Dak and the weapons that they are the playmakers on defense. Some of the weapons on offense, they need mm-hmm. to maybe, uh, I don't know. They probably shouldn't have traded Amari Cooper for a third round pick. Uh, and just figured out a way to rework the contract. <laughs> but CD Lamb, Lamb clearly coming into We'll see what happens with Pollard coming off that uh, leg injury. Obviously, that was yeah. a bit of a, a, a blow mm-hmm. for him and for the team. But, no, I think a new coach would make a difference. Jerry's always going to be Jerry. And he's going to be in the way as long as he is capable of being in the way. But I don't think he affects the day-to-day football as much as you might think. Um, and Stephen Jones and Will McClay, who run the personnel side. You know, Stephen Jones for – that whole nepotism thing. He's been in the stuff for 35 years now or whatever it is. Yeah. And so if any of us were in personnel for 34, 35 years, we'd have a pretty good idea of the types of players that we like and look at the rest of the roster, even beyond Dak and the stories that Jerry wanted to take Johnny Manziel and, and, and they pulled that card away from us. Other right, he wanted yeah. to take. And so I do think uh, a new head coach, I, I don't know if I'm as excited about Kellen Moore as maybe I once was. I don't think they would, if, I guess if Dan Quinn doesn't get a head job, then maybe Dan Quinn might make sense there next year if the defense plays as well. But Sean Payton, yeah. if he doesn't take a job, and especially if one of those LA jobs don't open, Jerry just doesn't want to be told what to do. And right. so, Never. and if Dan Quinn does get a job, then there's a really good chance the defense has to take a step back because they won't be as in sync, even with guys like Micah Parsons and, and Tank point. Lawrence and, and Diggs. So uh, I do think Mike McCarthy is a big problem. I think Dak needs to figure out how to – protect the ball a little bit better, make a, a little bit, uh, uh, you know, a little bit better d- decisions, uh, especially in crunch time or in a playoff game. But I think sick multi multi pick games and you just can't have that yeah, and, and win a lot of football games. It, yeah, it puts your sure. just a, a, in a corner. Yeah. I mean, great, great stuff there, uh, Brandon, as always. And we do appreciate you coming on, man. Um, that's, uh, that's all we have uh, for, for you, man. And, uh, I hope your your predictions don't come to fruition, man. Because, you know, for obvious reasons, but um, but well, nonetheless, man, it, it feels ahead. like Britt. She, she probably wants the Eagles to win. I'm guessing. Of course, yeah, got a bit of a you got a bit of a house divided. What y'all's gonna be they, happy? And do you guys have any kind of friendly bet? They like Super Bowl prediction. No, nah, not yet. Not yet, Brandon. Now we don't yeah, have wanna, a bet yet. I want to hear what the friendly bet is. Uh, okay, Doug, so text I don't. Me I don't. The... I don't know, bro. I don't know if I want to do it because I'm afraid of the. I'm afraid of the Eagles, man. I really am. I'm not even well, going to lie. So, I guess you're not so even I... a true Niners fan that would bet anything. <laughs> so then win. Oh no, no. I'm, I'm. I'm a true football fan, so I understand how the game. Yeah, you get it. You don't want to just lose something yeah. for the sake of losing it. I get it. I'm not exactly. Exactly. Thanks for having me, guys. Enjoy the games this week. All right. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Brandon. And tell and tell Leo we 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 said uh, thank you so much for joining us as well. Uh, Leo, say thanks. Say bye. You can say it. Say bye. Bye. Bye, Leo. See you, guys. All right. We're going. All right. See you. Stay safe. <laughs> All right, guys. So um, we're going to uh, touch another uh, couple more topics and then we'll go into break and then um, Jay will take over. But again, thank you, Brandon, for coming on. He always gives us great intel when it comes to Denver Broncos and the NFL as well. Um, hopefully we get him back on prior to the Super Bowl. Hopefully that'll be nice to see what his if his picks change um, since then or after. 
Hopefully my Eagles can pull it out, though. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we left off at the AFC Divisional round. We talked about the Bengals and the Bills. Let's get to the uh, last game that occurred, which was um, the Chiefs and the Jaguars. I know the Jaguars had a very impressive comeback victory against the Chargers in a wild card round, but they were unable to maintain that magic against the Chiefs in a 20-27 to loss. What were your thoughts on this game? Jay, I'm going to come to you first on this one. Yeah, no real surprises here. I think everyone anticipated Kansas City to win the game. But look, the Jaguars have a lot to be proud of, right? They're going to be a really good football team in in the future. They've got the right coach. They've got the right quarterback. So the Jaguars are going to be a a team that that people have to deal with going forward, but they're just not on Kansas City's level at this point. I think the biggest story coming out of the game is obviously the injury to Patrick Mahomes and how is that going to affect him this weekend? You know, sometimes when you have a high ankle sprain, you actually can play through it a little bit better in the moment. And then the next day and the days after that, that thing really gets bad on you. So I almost feel like Mahomes is going to be a little bit less mobile this weekend than he actually was after he hurt himself. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on. If he's not healthy, how does that impact the game? But um, yeah, no surprises the way that Kansas City handled Jacksonville. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, I think the, the future is bright for Jacksonville, Jacksonville, the Jaguars. Um, people don't, I think people forgot that next year they get Calvin Wrigley back. So not only do you have Christian Kirk, now you're going to have Calvin Wrigley over yep. there as well. ETN, um, uh, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I said it right. <laughs> Keep thinking I say people's names backwards. Um, of course, my guy, Dougie P, like I say, he's always beloved here in Philadelphia. They have a very bright future. Um, that defense is young, they're quick, um, and they're 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 coming up very, very fast. So I'm gonna be impressed with this Jaguars team. Hopefully next year they can continue that growth. But it's just too hard to try to overcome a Chiefs team. They're yeah. just too strong. Andy Reid is such a he's a Hall of Fame coach. Like, let's be real. I think he's the only NFL coach in the history of the um of the league to have what five to to coach two separate teams to what five nfc championships i believe i think it was five um one with the eagles although he never won a super bowl with the eagles and then this is his fifth with the chiefs and he did get a super bowl with the chiefs like and patrick mahomes hurt or not he's still going to play his 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 butt off so but jay you're you make valid points when you said it's going to be interesting to see how this ankle um how he could play on this this hurt ankle thank goodness it's not broken because like we said earlier, um, I can't think of his name right now. Tony Pollard broke his ankle. Patrick Mahomes, they did x-rays during the game. He did not break his ankle, which was good. But it's going to be interesting. But K-Rock, what were your thoughts real quick on this matchup? Yeah, I mean, I agree with both of you. Everything you guys just said, just to piggyback on some of the stuff that you said. I mean, I just think that, you know, sometimes when, when you have a quarterback like a Patrick Holmes, you look at it, and I said it in a thread, like, you know, a 50% uh, Patrick Holmes is better than 100% um, Chad Henning. I mean, I mean, I mean, no, no disrespect to Chad Henning by any stretch of imagination, but uh, uh, Magic Mahomes, we call him that for a reason, um, because he can make, make plays that other guys – at the helm just can't make okay, or won't make or can't can't make won't make or just don't, doesn't think that and i know the flips the no looks uh things of that nature and him being at 50 percent i i, I just, I still you know even if he's 100 
you know what? Even if he's 100%, I still think that it's the Bengals' turn to, to, to get there. I think that uh, Joe Burrow is going to be that guy. So, you know, but anyway, uh, nonetheless, I'm, I'm kind of skipping ahead here. But uh, going back to Jacksonville, I mean, uh, uh, the Jaguars, you know what? Doug Peterson, I love him, man. I love him, and I love everything. He's a quarterback whisperer. We've seen that they're just one just one player away, one season away from being, um, a, you know, a legitimate uh, contender, you know, in, in AFC to make some noise uh, so, uh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's going to be exciting um, for the Jaguars for the years to come. But we're going to keep on going here. Um, I think I don't know if we kind of answered this question. I guess we didn't. I know Brandon answered it, but I'm going to ask you guys before we get into our NFC and AFC uh, championship predictions. Can Dak Prescott lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl? I know he's been in the league for about seven, going on eight years, or is it eight years? Do you think mm-hmm. he could lead this team? to a Super Bowl. Jay, I'm going to come to you first on this one. Man, that's a good question because I, I, saw question. A, I saw a stat earlier that I think it's been 42 games. Like Dak has never gone two games in a row mm-hmm. without turning the ball over in some way, whether interception or a lost fumble. For mm-hmm. 42 games straight, he has not gone two in a row without turning the ball over. So mm-hmm. that's tough. Like if you're going to turn the ball over that much – it's hard to beat really good teams. So can he lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl? I think he can. I mean, he's only 29 years old. And I still think he he can obviously get better. So maybe 30 to 33 might be that window for him where he really peaks and plays his best football. And if they're going to play defense the way they played on Sunday, they'll absolutely have a shot. So I'm going to say, yes, he can. But he's going to have to clean up the turnovers because they're just too hard to overcome. So I have a quick follow-up uh, question with that, Jay. Do you think, K-Roll, before I come to you, do you think Jerry Jones and this Cowboys front office will give him the opportunity or the time to do it? Because you know there's Cowboys fans and it start comes rumbling. You haven't gotten it done in the seven, eight years. Now we're starting to look to tra- looking to trade Dak Prescott. Do you think they'll keep him long enough to give him that time? I think they will because, number one, I don't think there's there's rarely a quarterbacks out there that are good and available. I mean, every once in a while you'll find a guy that's good and available, but most of the time it's, it's someone that somebody doesn't want, right? So I don't know that you're going to get a guy that's definitively better than Dak that's available. Um, and number two, I mean, I think his with his contract, it might be tough to move him. You know, they, they just kind of signed him to a nice deal. I don't know that it'll be easy to move him. So I do think at least for the next two to three years, he'll have that opportunity. And then if he can't get it done in that window, then they might need to move on. Okay, well, so I'm going to ask you the same question. Do you think Dak Prescott could lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl and – also, kind of going along with the question I asked Jay just a little bit differently, you have a small window usually with the team. This team is good now. Will they continue to be good even if they do hold on to Dak Prescott? Um, go ahead. Yeah, the, the, to, to answer your uh, your latter question, um, I think they, they I think they have the great they have a good team. Like I stated earlier, I thought the I thought the Cowboys lost the game as opposed to the 49ers winning the game. Um mm-hmm. but I'm um, going to your initial question is that yeah, the uh I I, I don't know if if that can do it, man. 
because Dax seems to be um, seeing ghosts. I mean, I watched that game, obviously, as a 49er fan. I'm like, I'm looking at this. This is my face, ladies and gentlemen. When he missed the throw, I'm like, oh, okay, he missed that throw. I'm like, ooh, thank God he missed that throw because the, he had guys that were wide open. And so I don't know. Uh, Jay, you mentioned his age, 20. Oh, he's at 29, Jay. I think it's, yeah. you said he was 29. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think at 29 you have to be able to see the, the field and you have to understand uh, the game at this point. If you don't, then I just don't think you're going to get it, uh, to be honest with you. Um, so with all that being said, uh, Britt, I, I, he can, but I don't think he will. Mm-hmm. And um, he definitely has the team around him to do so. Um, I think uh, Ezekiel Elliott, they have to do away with him. I think, uh, you know, once Pollard went down, and, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm not one to to, to tell you that, you know, I, I wish I hurt uh, an injury or any bad uh, or negativity on anybody. But when, 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 when Pollard went down, I said to myself, I said, you know, uh, Z can't do it. Z can't get it done. He's too. He's, he's just not that guy. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Jay. He's washed. And, and and once that happened, um, I said, you know what, that can't get it done. And 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 you, that's why you have to tag uh, Pollard and or you bring another running back in here, or you draft a running back early, or make a trade early in the draft to get uh, a young uh, quarter, a young uh, running back in here, uh, in, in there. Uh, for sure, but with all that being said, no, Dak can cannot get it done. Uh, I just don't think he has it. I'm sorry. I think with this coaching staff, um, <clears throat> with this particular front office, and the front office is not going to change. I just think they need to change their mindset. I don't know if he could get it done. I don't think he's going to be able to get it done. First it and won't. foremost, you can't, you cannot trade Amari Cooper if you don't have a a, a secondary option there. I love CeeDee Lamb, and CeeDee Lamb has showed, hey, I could be a wide receiver one. But then who's your second wide receiver? Michael Gallup is not really the same after coming off that injury, and we can see that. And I know they tried to go after James Washington, and then they tried to go outside the box to maybe eventually sign Odell Beckham. That wasn't happening. Maybe next year, you know, he may come over, but I don't know because he was tweeting a lot about the Giants rooting for the Giants, so he may want to go back there with all the growth they've done um, there in New York. I just don't know with this particular team. When Brandon was on, he said Sean Payton. I think if you had a, a, a head coach like Sean Payton, then maybe you go get yourself another receiver. Maybe Tony Pollard is That's healthy. Yeah, it'll track. Yeah, it'll track. Yeah, yeah. Then that, but at the same time, Dak has to execute when it matters the most. The last so many years, he just hasn't done that in these particular moments, which is very important as a quarterback. You're talking about top-tier quarterbacks. What do they do? They – they may not play great the entire game, but when it matters the most in these particular moments, they execute. It's like, okay, it's winning time. Basically like Kobe in fourth quarter. They just somehow turn it on. Um, so hopefully he can he can get that. I'm rooting for that, guys. I can't Why stand Kobe? the Cowboys. Really, Kobe really can't walk. Inside joke, ladies and gentlemen. Inside joke. Look, I can't stand the Cowboys, but I've always liked Dak Prescott. He has a great personality and he has some talent. Um, and I know his his teammates believe in him, but he's got to execute in these moments. Also, my concern is the window. Every team, we've seen the Eagles go through it. You're good for a period of time. Then all of a sudden you start losing players. Your offense, your defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, is getting high, uh, uh, um, 
head coaching interviews. Kellen Moore is being reached out by other teams. So you lose these important pieces. Now all of a sudden your window is closing. So it's like, how much longer is this window going to be open? So they have to act fast. And my biggest thing, Jerry Jones, and he'll never do this. Never. You got to stop talking. I think that's the biggest thing. He puts a bullseye on the Cowboys back with everything because he just talks so much. I think if he stays away from the media, a lot of people he hired to do their job, the Cowboys would be in a different um, different situation, much different situation. But all right, guys, uh, we'll move on. So we're just going to do the NFC and AFC championship predictions. It's only two games, so it should be fairly quick. Um, and then Jay will go into break and you'll take over. First game we're going to do is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs. This is in Kansas City. This is not in the uh, what is it, the neutral <clears throat> site. The Bills didn't make it. This Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Jay, I'm going to come to you first. Who's, who's your prediction for this game? Yeah, this is a tough one um, because we know we've talked about Joe Burrow. has what well, He's beaten Mahomes three in a row, I think. I think it is. Um and the, and the Bengals are playing great. I think they're on like a 10-game winning streak coming off a dominating performance against Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes is injured. It just feels like everything is kind of shifting in Cincinnati's favor. But the still K-Lines, uh, K-Walks line. With that being said, I'm going to take Kansas City. I'm going to take Kansas City here. I just think um, – I just think, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to gut it out. He's going to have a gutsy performance, even though he's injured. Uh, It's hard to win in KC on the road. And with everyone talking about Joe Burrow and and that maybe he's inching up on Patrick Mahomes for the best quarterback in the league, I think Mahomes and the Chiefs make a statement this weekend. I think they win a close one, 31 to 28, but I'm I'm going with KC. K-Walk. Love you, brother. Love you, brother. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go the other way. I'm, I'm going to take the Bengals here, man. I mean, I, I really think that the that Joe Burrow is due. They're going to go back to back here. Um, mm. and, and, you know, as hard as it for me to say, they may win it all a, as well. As much as I'm a, a, a 49ers fan, you know, I just think that, the, uh, like I stated last week with the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, I just. Huh? Don't say that. Don't say it. Don't give up on neither one of our teams, Shashay. All right. <laughs> oh no, I'm not giving up on either one of our teams. I'm not saying all that. I'm not saying that. But I mean, I mean, but we'll we'll talk about that at a lot of part. I mean, at, at next week. But um, I think they're they're in a good position to win it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, let me rephrase that. So um, yeah, I I like Joe Burrow. I, I like what he's doing. I know that offensive line of the Cincinnati uh, Bengals is depleted. I get all of that. But that defense is kind of underrated. Yeah, a lot of people. If you look at that mm-hmm. that defense of the Cincinnati Bengals, um, they they are they are uh, underrated, and I, and I think that um, that's going to be the difference here. And then we don't know what uh, we know. It we we know that um, Mahomes is going to play. That's it's, there's no ifs ands or buts about that. But where is he going to be at health wise? And Jay, you mentioned you alluded to it. You know, you know, it was in the moment. You know, he's got that. You know, he's not feeling that injury because of the fact of the matter is, is the adrenaline is going. Um, yeah. You know, well, well, well maybe, well, well, maybe he's going to, you know, you know take a shot. You know what I mean, like a, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, some type of shot to get to, to ease the pain. 
But with all that being said, man, I just really like the Bengals and the way they're playing right now. So I'm going to go to Bengals here, and I'm going to go to Bengals. Uh, I'm going to go to Bengals 21-14 uh, here. Bengals 21-14. Um, this one is tough, guys. Um, I would love to see Kelsey Brothers, Andy Reid against his whole home team in the Super Bowl. Oh, that would make my – no, no, that would make my year. Um, but I think I'm with K Walk on this one. This Bengals team is hot, and I just don't know, like you said, K-Walk, I don't know how Patrick Mahomes is going to perform on, on his ankle. He may come out firing, you know, dropping dimes, or he may be limping a little bit. Um, and I think the Jaguars. The Jaguars could have actually won that game, but it was just some critical mistakes during the during the end of the towards the end of the game. You know, they had the fumble and then uh, Trevor Lawrence threw the interception, so they just didn't execute properly towards the end of that game because they had a shot with Patrick Mahomes being hurt. And then at the same time, remember they pulled Patrick Mahomes out of that game, and Chad Henney came in, but he drove them down for what ninety yards to score a touchdown. I think it was a touchdown. Um, and that basically put the game away. So, But this Bengals team is different. They have playmakers. They got Jamar Chase. I spoke about it earlier. I'm not going to rename everybody. And they've been playing very, very well. And regardless how this offensive line has been playing, Joe Burrow has been doing his thing. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And like you said, K-Walk, that defense is underrated. Um, I know the Chiefs have Chris Jones, but is it enough on, the, on their defensive line? Is it enough? So that's interesting. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. I'm going to say 24-21 Bengals. I think it's going to be a close game. All right. Last game, then we head into break. This is our game, K-Walk. <laughs> our game. Arr, no. I'm not <laughs> okay. uh, <laughs> the San Francisco Niners. K-Walk San Francisco, uh, San Francisco 49ers versus my Philadelphia Eagles. This Sunday at 3 p.m. I wish this was the later game. But it's okay. I know, right? Uh, Jay, I'm going to come to you first. Who do you have in this game? What's your prediction? I don't know. I'll be honest. I'm not sure who to pick in this game. I've kind of gone back and forth all day about this pick because sometimes the Eagles just look unstoppable. Like their offense is just like you have no answer. Whatever you take away, they've got something else they can go to. So, there and and then you know you look at their defense and and the the pressure that they put on the quarterback that defensive line all those different players that have ten sacks or more this year like they are a complete football team there there's no question about it and then you know when I look at San Francisco I don't think Brock Purdy has been great the last two weeks like he's been good enough to win you got to give him credit. But he looked a little erratic to me against the Cowboys when a good defense was getting after him. He definitely missed some throws, missed some guys, was running around a little too much for me. So, I mean, it feels like at home it's a game for Philly. But I've been saying all year that I I think San Francisco really does have a championship football team. And their defense obviously is, is great as well. Can they slow down Jalen Hurts? I don't know. I really don't know. But I I, I think when the dust settles on this one, it, it's going to be heartbreak for the city of Philadelphia. I think San Fran gets out of there with a win somehow, some way. So I'm going to take the 49ers 31 to 27. Yeah, 31-27 Niners, 31-27 Niners. 
they didn't sound too confident. I'm not. I, I, I'm not. I, I, I'm I not confident. Him. I'm not even going to pretend that I'm confident. I, K-Walk, I'm, hey. I'm gonna go, K-Walk, I'm gonna have you go next, but I, I mean, it is a All back right. and forth. You just don't know. No, that's yeah. that's, that's, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. That yeah, yeah. I mean, Jay, I'm with you, bro. I mean, I, I you know. I'm two and a half hours away from the game and I'm looking at the tickets and um, they're like $600 a ticket. So I was like, <laughs> should I get these? Should I get, should I go? I say no, because of the fact that the matter is if I lose, I'm going to have to not only pay for these tickets and pay for everything that I, you know, that I do. And then also bail money because I may, I may need to get bailed out of jail <laughs> because of the fact that the matter is I just may not be, uh, <laughs> but the fact that all, <laughs> all, uh, all jokes aside, um, <laughs> Uh, He's you know what, Jay, man? Yeah, yeah, I'm kidding. I really, I really am. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Britt. Uh, um, I really am kidding. You know what, Britt? This is and, and Jay. And you know what I did, and ladies and gentlemen, you know what I did because I'm so nervous about this game. I went back and I watched the uh, the Washington Commanders game against the uh, uh, against the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, the game that the first game that they lost. That was and the I'm like, okay. game, right? Yes, the blueprint game. And I'm the blueprint game. Thank you, Jay. And I'm looking at this. I said, are they, they're, they're going to watch it. If I watch it, I know Kyle Shanahan watch. I'm like, listen, this is what we have to do in order to beat this team. And I'm watching this game. And I'm like, because I didn't watch the other games, you know, when, uh, when, uh, uh what's his name? The mustache guy. Um, Gardner Mishu. Uh, Gardner Mishu um, was the quarterback. I said, no, we can't. That, that, you throw that out. Mustache yeah, mustache. Yeah, porno <laughs> The porno star. Um, and I'm sitting there like, all right, this is what we have to do to beat this team. We, have, we have, this is what we have to do to beat this team. Yes, I said the porno star because he had the mustache, like 1970s porno star guy. Um, anyway, going, going back, uh, going back to my um, uh, uh, stop, Brent, stop. Um, so anyway. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm thinking that you know this is what we're gonna we're gonna go back and 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 uh, we have to do that blueprint game like like you said, Jay. We have to look at this team and and look at that game and say this is how we beat this team. And and Jay, you know you know when you, we Friday nights when we you know back in Center Minson, we had the, the the coaches clicker. You did it in Penn State and we did it in Temple where you rewind it a thousand times and say, okay, this see, do you see? You said this is what yeah. we gotta do. This is it exactly. It's the, it's the coach's clicker, and I'm watching. I'm doing the same thing, Jay. I think if we go back and we 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 get a game plan of the uh, the 49ers against the um the the Eagles, and we use that blueprint, um, I think the 49ers will be all right. So with that being said, and that score of that game as well was crazy. So I'm going I'm going to go back to that. So with all that being said, I'm gonna take the 49ers here, 17-11. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well. Since then, we did pick up some free agents. I know. Just letting you I know. know. So I know. So it's, it's a little bit different of a team. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping. But and, I, and, I, and as did we, Brett, too. We picked up. I know you, you got Christian McCaffrey. AJ Brown. <laughs> and you picked up AJ Brown. We picked up Christian McCaffrey. Okay. We, we picked up uh, Linvel Joseph and the It was primary defense since then. Okay. Yeah, AJ Brown since up. the draft. Uh, but you guys definitely got Christian. I don't know how the heck you stole that man from the Panthers, but you got him somehow. <laughs> when they got him, I said, God dang. That my, yeah. I just I was like, what the heck? But no, I think this game is gonna be so tight. Um gotta take a feeling. You gotta take your ego. My nerves, my nerves. I was cool, but now my nerves are starting to get to me. Now I'm thinking take about it. Eagles. I can really think about it. Oh, I'm definitely take. I'm gonna take my. I can't go against my Eagles, no, but you can't. You cannot. I think I won't allow you to do it. 
I'll tell you, I'll tell you how the 49ers could beat this team if Jonathan Gannon doesn't shore up um, the defensive side. And I'll tell you exactly where the middle part of the field. We don't Woo! have the linebackers you guys Rick, have. You watch, you watch football, don't you? Because that's what's going to kill y'all. No, Rick we just I got a whole we got a whole sports show, Woo! and I just been talking out my butt the entire time we had this show. But I yes. but you ain't coming, you ain't coming like that. That's exactly yes, what I, I was gonna say later. I come at it like that all the time. No, it and it no is is nerve-wracking because we have we have talented linebackers, but we don't have a Fred Warner. We don't have a, a Dre Green. No, I have to be Brit, honest. Brit knows and you guys have Brit knows sports. Y'all, y'all have George Kittle, and George Kittle, what he did against the Cowboys is serious. Um, he wasn't like this super, di- but the crucial plays that he made, they couldn't do anything about it. So that is one thing um, I am a little nervous about. But I think if Jonathan Gannon can shore that up, we'll be okay. Hopefully, we could get Avante Maddox back in that slot position. That'll help big time. Although I do like the fact they put C.J. Gardner-Johnson in there until he could come back and the undrafted rookie is taking over that safety spot because he's been playing so well. Now, where we can get the 49ers is our receivers. Um, So this might be a situation where we're passing the ball. The Giants, we ran the ball a lot. This might be a situation where I might say it's okay to be pass-heavy against those 49ers. We've seen what A.J. Brown did to the 49ers last year when he was with Tennessee, although it was a regular season matchups a little bit yeah, different. Good point. Great um, point. <laughs> but you're gonna have the number one defensive line versus the number one offensive line. This is oh, gonna no. be some this is gonna be an amazing game, guys. Hopefully Lane Johnson is healthy enough to stand packed. But the biggest thing with the Philadelphia Eagles, and I keep coming back to it, is the play calling. You're going up against one of the best play callers in this league and um Kyle Shanahan by far. He's going to get Samuel Debo and all his playmakers open spaces. So we got to somehow stop Christian McCaffrey saying, this is going to be tough. I know we got a great defense, but this is going to be a tough matchup. I'm actually excited. Of course, I'm going for my Eagles. I'm going to say 27-21 Eagles. Okay. I hope. Not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. All right. All right, guys. Uh, Let us know your predictions. Put it in the comments. Please subscribe, like, share our, our our page, our YouTube channel. I'm sorry, I said our page. Our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook. Where the sideline speaks everywhere. We're slowly but surely growing. 250 subscribers is our next goal. Baby steps, guys. Baby steps. We absolutely appreciate your support. I took a long time on my segment, of course, but Jay is now Jay's time. So we're going to head into break real quick. When we come back, Jay will take over. And, of course, we got more sports to talk about. But you guys are listening to The Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. 
All right, welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, Jason Collins, K-Walk making that smooth entrance once again. K-Walk, you might have to start doing that every week, man. That might be a new staple on the show, man. Hey, guys, I'm sorry about that, man. That wasn't even planned, bro. That wasn't even planned. No, it's all good. All, all right, right y'all. Um, let's just hit a couple topics real quick. And then we're going to get out of here because it's getting it's getting pretty late here. So um, let's stay on the Cowboys real quick. We talked about them a lot, but I do just want to ask plainly, Kay Wong, do you think Mike McCarthy needs to be fired? Um, you know what, Jay? I'm I'm thinking about this man, and I and I and I wonder, is he the guy? But I think ultimately he is that guy. Do, do he, needs he be fired? That's a great question, Jay. But he's making some interesting moves or lack thereof. When you look at the, you know, what happened with the, uh, you know, the, the the game last season with the 49ers, um, you know, with, at the whole thing with the, uh, um, uh, you know, with that uh, marking the ball and, and putting it at the right spot, that's coaching. And then you look at it as when in, uh, uh, Daniel Schultz um, and and he going back and he that's coaching. Jay, that's coaching because obviously you look at when um, uh, the Mooney, the guy Mooney, uh, I said Dr. Tavares Ward, he knew the rule, but Schultz didn't know the rule. So with all that being said, real quick, um, yeah, I mean, I just think there's a lack of coaching there, man. There's a really a lack of coaching there. So I, I'm going to say, yeah, I think and maybe Dan Quinn needs to be that guy. I think Britt may, may have said uh, or, or maybe Brandon said it. Um, maybe he needs to be the coach of that uh, 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 of that team. So, yeah. So with that being said, Jay, yes, I think he 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 needs to go. I don't think he has it. Yeah, you know, I thought he was a little better this year than he was last year, but mm-hmm. you're right. Um, all those little details, right? The, yeah. the little things yeah. that can decide a football game, whether it's stupid penalties or a guy not knowing to get upfield and get out of bounds to stop the clock. Right. You're right. Like those are the kind of things that need to be rehearsed over and over and over and over yes. again. And maybe they do rehearse them and, and the players just drop the ball, but it always comes back to the coach. And and I agree, right. you know, that I feel like we've just seen it time and time again, those little things that can be coached out mm. of the team for whatever reason, <clears throat> McCarthy hasn't been able to get that coached out of the Cowboys. So <clears throat> with, with the talent that they have and Britt, you talked about the small window I do think that maybe making a coaching change, especially if you could get a guy like Sean Payton or somebody that could make a big splash, would be a good move. I don't think it's going to happen, but I, I think it should happen. Britt, what say you? Um, I don't know if he should get fired just yet. Get another receiver in here. Allow Tony Powell to really take over. Um, allow that offensive line to get healthy. Um. Get in, get your defense healthy again. I just, I don't know. I think we should give one more year, one more year. I think one more year after this year, I think if he doesn't get it done, then you need to change things. Um, I don't, I really don't think they're going to fire him. I, I don't, I don't yeah. think they should fire him right yeah. now. Look, I'm not big on Mike McCarthy neither. When they hired him, I said, yes, I was happy. Um, but he hasn't done that bad as we may think. Um, now, like you said, okay, well, it's a lot of coaching things Like you got to coach your team. Yeah. And sometimes I don't know if he really takes the, takes accountability for it. Like you hear Nick Sirianni all the time, you know, 
if the offensive line gets a lot of false starts or, you know, they're down the field, you know, two yards down the field and you're not supposed to be on the passing down. You can hear him in a press con saying, that's my fault. We're going to coach that. And next thing you know, you watch his practices. Guess what they're working on? Or after the Redskins game, it was a turnover issue. Guess what they're working on? These <laughs> trying to get the ball off the ground or hold. I'm sorry. Uh, they're working on um, holding on to the football properly. So I think he needs to take more accountability. Absolutely. But I think one more year after next year, Thing, yes, I just think you just need these pieces. The biggest mistake in my opinion, they gave up on Amari Cooper too fast. They gave up on him too fast without having a, a solution to that problem. Um, so one more year, and then then you let him go. Things don't change. Yeah, I mean that's a fair point. I mean he did just go thirteen and four. <laughs> it's not like he lost to a a team that he was. I mean, I think people probably had the 49ers favored in that game. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, that's a fair point, Britt. I mean, he they had a really good season. They just couldn't get over the hump. But the expectation, obviously, with Jerry Jones is he wants a Super Bowl. So if McCarthy can't deliver that, they might have to make a move. But I do agree. I don't think he's going to be fired this year. I think he'll definitely get at least one more year. Jay, I'll say this. If Jason Garrett – could stay head coach at that football team for how long? Was it like 10 years or something yeah. crazy? Yeah. You could give Mike McCarthy one more year to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. All right, guys, let's let's shift gears here because uh, Ed Reed has been in the news a lot over the last week. He was in at Bethune-Cookman. Now he's out at Bethune-Cookman. Um, you guys, I'm sure you saw the the uh, profanity-laced rant that he went on when he was when he was first getting there and then – Shortly after that, they decided not to, um, you know, give him a contract. Just, K-Walk, what are your thoughts on this thing as a whole, man? Is this a bad look for Ed Reed? Is this a bad look for Bethune-Cookman? I mean, what what are your thoughts just on this whole situation? Yeah, I definitely think it's a, a bad look for, uh, for for Ed Reed, man. I mean, when I when I first saw that, uh, Jay uh, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm I'm thinking like, you know what? Maybe he's doing the right thing and trying to get some, you know, uh, exposure here and say, listen, I'm trying to do a good thing here. But then it, the, the more and more I looked at it, I'm like, you know, this is not a good look here, especially when you don't have a contract. He, he, he did all that without having a, you know, a signed contract. Uh, but Thune Cookman looked good there because they say, listen, we're, 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 we're not going to do this. We're not, we don't want a guy like here. If you're going to do this with, um, you know, um, at this point, then, um, we can only imagine if, um, you know, someone comes in like, like you, you know, one of ours and ask him a question and, you know, after a loss, what, what would the answer be? You know, what would the, uh, you know, uh, you know, how would you respond to that particular question? That, uh, either way, it's, it's not a good look for either one, but I'm going to say, you know, you know, uh, Ed Reed, you know what? I get it, man. I get it. I think you should have re- I, I think he should have reached out to uh, Dion, Coach Prime, uh, before he did that, man. I, I knew I knew what he was trying to do. We know what he was trying to do, but the fact of the matter is, man, he did it the wrong way, um, and it's hard for uh, I don't I don't know how you you bring someone in there like that with uh, the name of a Ned Reed or you know or anyone like that. Um, I don't know who's going to follow that. Um, I don't know how you can follow that, to be honest with you. So with all that being said, uh, Jay and, 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 and Britt and, and, and ladies and gentlemen, 
it's the rough. It's rough, Ed. It's rough, Ed. It really is, man. Um, I know you regret it. I know you came out with the apology. We get that. You apologize for that, uh, for what you did. But the fact of the matter is uh, what was done was already done. Um, so with that being said, uh, whomever, the AD of uh, Bethune-Cookman, um, you know, just go out there and make sure you do your due diligence as far as bringing, just don't bring in as a big time name guy. Make sure you do your due, 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 uh, due diligence, excuse me, as far as your interview and make sure you you're listen to exactly what they're, they're, they're saying and based off of the questions that you're asking, because that's for ultimately what it comes down to. Um, you know what, Bethune-Cookman, you don't need a big time name right now. You know what? You don't need a big time name right now. You just need a, a, a person uh, a male or female to come in there and I'm saying male or female because you can bring a female coach in there and get the job done if you if you really want it to be done but to just make sure that you ask the right questions and they answer the questions that you're looking uh, you're looking uh, for those answers yeah no I think you're right like you can be trying to do the right thing and go about it the wrong way and I, and right. I feel like that's kind of what Ed Reed did you know we like we expect something from head coaches right like even coach prime who does things his own way he still comes off as a leader as a head coach ed reed did not look like a head coach to me in the in that rant um i get it frustration wants things to be better etc etc but you're right you can be trying to do the right thing and do it the wrong way but brit what say you brit i saw players on the team come out today saying that they love Ed Reed. He was trying to make changes. He had done more in the week that he was there than had been done. They were complaining about having to share helmets, uh, mold in the facility, not having a locker room. They felt like Ed Reed was the guy to make all those changes. Do you think Bethune-Cookman made a mistake letting him go? Look, I do. Everybody makes a mistake, you know. Um, but first of all, the two cookmen should understand the type of player that they were looking to hire. Ed Reed, we all know, is a very passionate, is going to say what he wants to say, how he wants to say it, and not regret it. I don't think he regretted what he uh, what he said and how he said it. He came out and apologized to make things look right. But that's Ed Reed. Like, from his days playing with Baltimore for years, we know how he is. We've seen him in press conferences, interviews. He talks the same way, basically. Um, but here, here's my thing. He, he also told the truth. He, he told the truth. So is it the way he said it, or is it the fact that he told the world what was going on? And that's what bothered you the most. He gave the world inside information that you didn't want out there. And it made you look crazy because yeah. my understanding, if you're looking to hire somebody and he goes there, the number one sign of disrespect, if I come in my office and it's not clean, it's dirty. You got trash all over the place. Are you really looking to hire somebody of quality? Like that's making, and then he's coming in making changes without having a contract. So he's putting right. his own money out of pocket Thank you. to right. these changes for the school and these students and the players. And that's a problem. So it's not the fact of how he said it or what he said. It's the fact that it was inside information. They thought was going to stay in-house. He put it out there in the world to let people know what's going on with some of these Great HBCUs, plan. and that was yes. the biggest problem. So, yes, I do think he made a mistake. Now, is that how I would personally go about it? No, no. But we know who Ed Reed is as a person and an individual. That's who he is, and that's who they were looking to hire. 
Yeah, no, that's a great point, Britt. That that's a great Very point. Great and point, great point. look, I, I think he actually would have been a good football coach for them, right? I mean, obviously, it's his first head coaching job. You get you have to allow some grace for him to mess up and make some mistakes. I mean, look, Dion made some mistakes when he first went to Jackson State. He's probably going to make some at Colorado as a young head coach. Uh, so I, I do think Ed Reed probably would have did a good job there. It's just a shame that that thing kind of ended the way it did and went off the rails. All right, last topic, guys, before we wrap this thing up. Speaking of going off the rails, Shannon Sharp uh, at the <laughs> Lakers game this, this past weekend. Um, that was just an ugly scene. Um, going back and forth with players, players going back and forth with him. Um, K-Walk, what were your thoughts, man, on that whole thing? Well, you know what, Jay? You know me. You know me as when I was in high school, man. And you know all the things that I said. Don't think say Jay's laughing because I, I would have. I, I might have reacted the same way, Jay. But um, I don't. I didn't have that status that uh, at that time that uh, Shannon Sharp has at this time. So I think that you know um, when you look at it hindsight. Uh, obviously, um, you know, you have to ask yourself and he apologized for this. And I, I don't know if you guys mm -hmm. saw this. The, yeah, uh, the apology. It was a good apology. A very, too. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jay. You, you, what? Excellent. Excellent apology. Um, so with all that being said, you know, um, when, when you look at it and that and that that the regards, man, it's just like, you know, Dylan Brooks. I don't know what he said exactly. We don't know unless you guys have something that um, that, that I haven't heard. But I haven't heard anything that that sparked that whole thing. Um, uh, uh, LeBron, <laughs> LeBron was out of the game. He was on the, on the bench and they brought him back in the game. And LeBron said, I want to be back in the game so I can talk, you know, so I can say something to him. You know what? That's the love that they have for him. But with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, um, I just think that, uh, you know, hindsight, you know, Shannon Sharp knew it was wrong. Um, and if you're a man, if you're uh, even a female, I mean, if you're a person that has to is dealing with a confrontation, you're not thinking about the, 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 the you know, you're not thinking about what happens tomorrow or happened yesterday. You're thinking about what's in the moment. And that's what it was about. It was about a man challenging another man. And it's about an alpha male challenging another alpha male. And that's what it was about. And, and, and Shannon Sharp is an alpha male. And he, he said it himself. I mean, he didn't say it in so many words, but that's what it, what it is. So he apologized for it. And again, Jay, you and I both agree that it was an excellent apology. Uh, he apologized to everyone. Um, so with all that being said, I've been there. Jay, you know I've been there. I've been there. So, um, yeah, I get it. Uh, and, 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 it's, and it's a great way of, of Shannon Sharp handling it the way that he did in, in that fashion. I, I do. I think his apology was excellent. I really yes. do. I, the reason I didn't like it is a couple, couple things. Number one, I think if you're going to say something to a player – then you have to be ready for a player to say something back to you. And honestly, I don't really care that like Dylan Brooks cursed at him. I really don't because people curse all day long. So now all of a sudden the man cursed and now like, oh, he cursed at me. Like, so what? People curse all the time. But the, the, the other reason I didn't like it is like, what are you going to do? Like, you're not going to fight somebody in the middle of the floor in, in the arena. So to me, all that bravado is kind of like we see in basketball fights. Like everybody's acting like they want to fight, but they know nothing can really happen. Somebody's going, somebody's going to grab What was Shannon Sharp going to do? Like he's not going to fight Dylan Brooks on the court. There was no way it was going to happen. So all that. I and, and, and the part I really didn't like is like when 
they were walking away and he was calling them back saying, come say it. Like, I, he, I just thought it was, it was a bad look. Back. Like, I, I don't oh, know. I like, I, okay, I, I just don't that. think you conduct yourself like that in public. Like, for me, it's just not a way to, to handle a situation like that. He could have said what he said. Brooks could have said what he said. And that could have, it could have been over. So I, I just didn't like it for that reason. Like, don't make, make yourself part of the game. Don't be a spectacle. Don't bring bad attention to yourself. So that's the reason I didn't like it, but I get it. Emotions are running hot. Maybe a little alcohol is involved. Uh, so, you know, you, you, you do things that maybe you wouldn't do, but Britt, what say you? Hey, them young players don't want to mess with uncle Shay Shay. Uncle Shay Shay, he old, but he's strong. <laughs> I think he'll take him down. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. It's, it's no, no, you're good. You're, you're um, um, look, to me, they're both at fault. These are both two grown men. I don't pick one blame over the other. Look, you should have Shannon Sharp told Dylan Burks, you're too small to guard LeBron. Maybe not. He's being a fan in that moment. Dylan Brooks, should he said F you to Shannon? To Shannon Sharp, maybe not. Um, Dylan Brooks also could have handled it better. So it's both on both sides. Like Dylan Brooks, you you never heard hackling from a fan. I watched Kevin Hart at his games. I guess nobody takes him serious because he's a comedian, but he says all types of crap on that uh on that uh uh in the was the front court <laughs> uh court side seats. That's what it is, court side seats. And there's other other players and other celebrities that come in. They talk just as much crap as Shannon Shannon Sharp. Does that excuse Shannon Sharp? Absolutely. Does that excuse Dylan Brooks? Absolutely not. I think it went too far on both sides. Um, good thing is Shannon Sharp apologized. I also felt like Dan, uh, Dylan Brooks should have also apologized because Dylan Brooks actually started to approach him. If somebody's going to approach you, your natural reaction is to stand up. Stand up. And then you got Steven Adams all of a sudden comes over and then John Morant and then T, T. Morant comes over. So now you got four guys against this one former big retired football player so everybody's at fault but we're past it i give kudos to shannon sharp i loved his apology yeah he needs to teach skip bayless how to apologize because that was a meaningful <laughs> apologies <laughs> but for him to and he even apologized to their families but he also apologized to his own family which to Thanks. me was incredible right. like to me that's incredible you know a lot of people always apologizes to you know, the person who they hurt or, uh, uh, you know, like Dylan Brooks and all them, but they never think to apologize to their own family on how it could have made them look or impacted them, which I thought was incredible. But yeah. he had a moment in time. This is his one moment. He apologized. Let's move on. Yeah, no doubt. I thought that was, like we said, an outstanding apology. Like, And, and it felt sincere, right? Yeah, it really did, we, we, yeah. We've seen apologies before where we're like, okay, somebody made, made you yes. do that. To me, it felt it felt sincere. So, I, I think you're right. It was much to do about nothing in the end. Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely um, interesting for sure. All right, guys, um, you guys want to do rants or just do who's balling and, and get up out of here? What do y'all want to do? We can do either way. We can do either. We can do rants or we can yeah. Let's keep it. Let's keep it going. Right. Keep it going. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's 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 do our rants for this segment. Uh, each week, ladies and gentlemen, you get one minute uh, to rant about whatever's on your heart. 
You got something on your chest you need to get off? I think I'm going to do a uh, Philly versus New York rant tonight. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, oh, you going inside joke, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, inside stuff. Yeah, don't go inside, Since Britt always says I, I start with Hurricane Walk, I'm going to start with you tonight, man. What, what, what you got for us? You got one minute, man. What you got? All right, man. This is this is what I'm going with, man. I'm just going to go with the Cowboys, man. The Cowboys fans. Uh, you know what? I, I generally don't say anything about my 49ers, but you know what? The 49er fans. I mean, uh, the uh, the Cowboy fans are coming out uh, all over the place and saying, oh, <laughs> "Oh, you know what? You think you know you beat us?" But I'm like, but now you got to face the, the the Eagles, and I'm not putting down the Eagles by any stretch. So, Eagles fans, Britt, relax. I'm not. This is not about the Eagles. And they're saying, know. um, you know what? You know what? Oh, you guys, you guys, you got something really going, going, you know, you got to guys really have to deal with something uh, this weekend. Um, you go into Philly, you have to cra- uh, travel across country. You got Jalen Hurts is playing this. You know what? Cowboy fans, relax. Sit down and relax. Break another TV. Break another TV. <laughs> I've, I've seen that so many times. Break another TV, please. And sit down and relax and watch big boy ball right now. So the winner of the 49ers and the Eagles will be the winner of the Super Bowl championship. And I'm saying that. So Cowboy fans, sit down, relax, shut up, and, and know your position. Know your role and shut your mouth. Mm, man, that can was I, rough. Can I say K-Wall. something to that? Go ahead. Okay, well, I did not take offense to that at all. That's just the Cowboys fans just being whiners like always. Mm, like done. They, they can't help it. See, they they not all of a sudden now they rooting for us. Mm, We're the right? biggest rivalry done. in like you, the league. Get out of here. Man, I can't listen to that. that Don't rough. listen to that 49ers fans. Don't listen to that Eagles fans. That was rough, man. You're about to be Ooh, two teams man. against one now. Well, <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to go next because my rant, my rant is actually for the Cowboys haters. That's what my rant is for tonight, guys. When you when you are America's team, you carry a heavy burden, a, a heavy cross to bear, if you will. So much pressure, uh, so much attention, so much spotlight. It's hard being America's team. So every time you don't Bad win, people. it's magnified. Ladies and gentlemen, would you believe that the 49ers haven't won a Super Bowl since the Cowboys have won one? They're, they're both on the same longest Super Bowl drought, right? Two great teams. But for some reason, nobody ever mentions the 49ers not winning a Super Bowl. They just keep talking about America's team. Look, it's hard to win. It's hard to win. So the fact that the Cowboys haven't been able to get it done, they're like most teams in the NFL, haven't been able to get it done. There's only 12 teams that have won a Super Bowl since the Cowboys' last Super Bowl. So this has been a very consistent, very stable franchise with a lot of wins under their belt. They just haven't been able to get over the hump. But Cowboys haters, why? Why so much attention on the Cowboys? There's other teams in the league that you can put your attention on, but I know it's hard when you're America's team. Everybody loves to hate you. Cowboys haters, ease up on us a little bit. We got a good football team and we're coming. Give us a break. (laughs) That was almost believable, Jay. K-Walk. K-Walk was trying to hold that in. <laughs> oh, what? That was, really was. Was. that was almost believable, right? K-Walk? Like, yeah. Okay. 
almost believable. Not quite there, though. Oh, man. K Walk. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, man. oh, man. Not not quite there, right, K Walk? Uh, not not yet, right, Jay. I'm sorry. You got it's some work Jay. to do on that one. All right, Britt. Take it. Um, Good look, guys. I don't even know if I have a good rant tonight. Uh, y'all just y'all took the cape on this one, to be honest with you. Um, look, I'm gonna just say, let's go, Eagles. Let's hopefully we get this W. I ain't got no rant. This is gonna be a close one. I'm gonna leave it at that. Let's go, Eagles. E A G L E S, Eagles. They gonna okay. be like that was the weakest <laughs> Eagles chant ever. That's okay. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go with that one tonight. I'm a little nervous. I'm getting a little yeah. nervous, so. I ain't you gotta got no get that in now, you know. You gotta get that that in now, because next week right. you might not be able to. So you gotta get that in now. So you know what? Now uh, uh, that's, <laughs> rewind. No, 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 Brent. Brent, it's okay. Nope. I, it's, nope. it's, we got a couple minutes. It's okay, Brent. I'm, I'm coming at Jay. Jay, because <clears throat> first of all, you just attacked the 49ers. So I know K Wilson. Hopefully, I got him at least on my team for a little bit tonight. But person who tried to betray his hometown. Or I'm sorry, his favorite Ooh. team when he was a kid, which was the Eagles, went with the star, which is more like a rating. One star. You didn't get five stars. You got <laughs> one star, one. right? Talking about yeah. America's team. If I can recall, I don't know if Kate Walk said this prior. Wasn't that by default? Because the favorite was. team was the Steelers, it who was. didn't want that whack term. Yep. It was like, we don't need that. So mm -hmm. they were above it, but you guys were so bad and you needed the attention so bad, you had to claim something. Mm -hmm. And that was what it was. Let me <clears> tell you something. America don't want to be represented by losers. Mm. For the last 27 years, that's what's tough. wrong with this country. It's that's too tough. many root, uh, uh, losers trying Ooh. to represent America. Stop. We need a winner. We need to go. What Michelle Obama always say, okay, what? When they go low, we go what? We go high. High. <laughs> so, all so your Cowboys fans, Jay, you want to be a part of them? Y'all can stay low. Go six feet down, nine feet down, ten feet down. I don't think I this is what she meant by when they go low. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I this is what she meant by that. I'll let that red go. I'll let the extra red go. Because you act she, like was this good. is art, and I'm gonna leave it up to your creativity, I feel your you, perspective. All I right? feel you. For sure. I feel For you. Sure. But if sit on that couch next to E. Scott Sinks, well, okay? Well, we might be sitting next to me after this weekend. We might be on well, the same couch. We got there. We got there, right? There's, no, right, there's only one winner. There's only one winner. Everybody else is losers. There's only one. We got there while y'all still crying in the background. All right, y'all. Grow up. Grow up. There's only one winner. If y'all lose this weekend, <laughs> you're in the same exact boat as us. If same boat, I love you, Britt, but I'm 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 hoping you for obvious reasons. Uh, look, right. I understand. We don't got no beef. I understand. <laughs> Let's do who's bald and get out of here. Um, I'm gonna go first this week. This is gonna surprise Britt. But my who's balling is actually the Philadelphia Eagles. You got to give them a lot of credit, man. The way they went out and just dominated the Giants over the weekend, completely overwhelmed them. You know, when, when you're watching red zone all throughout the season, you don't really get a chance to watch teams fully. In these last couple of weeks of watching the Eagles, they, they are just an absolute complete football team, top to bottom. <clears throat> Jalen Hurts has been outstanding all year long. I mean, the Eagles do deserve a lot of credit. I joke about the Eagles. I, I'm joking with Britt, obviously, but 
The Eagles have a fantastic football team. They deserve a lot of credit. So the Eagles, ladies and gentlemen, have been absolutely balling. K-Walk, who you got? Yeah, I, I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to go my, my uh, North Carolina Tar Heels, man. I, I know they're not ranked right now. Men's basketball team, uh, North Carolina uh, men's basketball team here. They won three in a row. They won the last uh, – uh, they won uh, last five out of six. Uh, Nance is back right now. They got Syracuse tonight. Um, you know, they were 15 minutes away from winning the uh, uh, or 15 or 34 seconds from winning the uh, the national championship last week, uh, last year, excuse me, to uh, uh, Kansas, uh, Kansas. So I, I like these guys. They got Boston College tonight. So it's going to be inter. I mean, no, sorry, Syracuse tonight. So I'm going to say they're bowling, man. They're bowling at the right time. And we know that, um, you know, the March Madness is right around the corner. So I'm going to give uh, a shout out to uh, Hubert Davis and uh, the, uh, the University of North Carolina's men's basketball team. They are absolutely bowling at the right time. Nice, nice. Good stuff there, K-Walk. <laughs> Britt, you want to show some love to the Cowboys in this segment? <laughs> Jay, you've been, you been funny all night with that Cowboys. Team. I'm just waiting for you to select a new team. Uh, <laughs> and, and, I, and I seen the Mrs. Collins tried to have you back for, for a while. But oh, I did think she? I'm, I'm, I'm hoping she left that. <laughs> I, hope, I hope she left that. Um, but no. Um, I, I got to give it up. I'm hoping these days are coming back, but the Temple Owls, you got to give credit to the Temple Owls basketball okay. team. They upset the number one. Why did one I not do that? Houston Why Cougars. did I not do that? You know what? <laughs> and they 56 my 55 victory. My, my, my phone's blowing like, up. You have to. You have to give them. It's, it's, it's starting to become. I'm starting to get excited about this. You know, this is one of my favorite basketball college teams. Aaron McKee. Um, I, I had to leave them for a while because and go to uh, Villanova, but hopefully I could come back. I'm hoping they could bring them those John Cheney days back because you know he is like Philadelphia through and through. Even if he's not from there, but he's Philadelphia through and through. We love him. But that was an incredible victory. Incredible victory. They actually having a good year. I think they're 12 and nine, 12 nine overall, but six well, and two in their conference. 13 and 13 and six. They're 13 and six. They're 12 and nine. Okay. Talking about we'll, Oh. Temple, okay, right? I could be wrong. Yeah, I could be wrong. Go ahead, go ahead. Come sorry. I'm gonna have to relook it up, make second guess myself. But no, uh, but hopefully they continue this trend um and keep growing and get back to the good old days. I miss those good old days. So yeah. that's can I just can I just say this right now? Days. Can I just say this? Can I just say this, mm -hmm. Britt? I mean, and, and Jay, and for the listeners, tease for Temple you. University will fight, fight, fight for the cherry and the white. For the cherry and the white, will fight, fight, fight. Great stuff, Britt. Sorry. Hey, we had two songs tonight. Britt let us <laughs> off, and K Wall closed us out. That was good. Yeah, he he might be mad when I say this, but he might be more Philadelphian than I thought he was. Right, right, right. I, 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 I had to bleed it. I, 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 I went there. I have to bleed it. I have to bleed it. <laughs> All right. Uh, K-Walk, man, tell the people where to find you. They'll be looking for you on social media. How can they find you? Where can they follow you at? And um, we know what you're looking forward to this weekend, but if, if there's for anything sure. else, talk to us. 
for sure. Bang, bang, on again. Go Niners, man. Um, yeah, well, you can find me at, you know what, guys? Um, I have a show on, on Wednesday nights. Uh, it's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, look on it on, on Spotify uh, for uh, Never Had It So Good Sports Media. And then uh, look up Sports uh, Talk with K-Walk and, uh, and E. Scott. Also, I have a great show coming up on Friday night. Um, on uh, sports, uh, on uh, never had it so good sports radio. Uh, we have a great show coming up uh, this week, and it's all about um, PTSD. Uh, check that out. It's called K World. Um, so check that out. You know, um, you know, we we have a, a great showing there. Also, want to shout out to my man E Scott for giving me this uh, this awesome uh, awesome jersey. It's a you know, 49ers uh, replica jersey of uh, Ronnie Lott. He gave oh, that to me deep. as a uh, yeah, man, it's awesome, man. It's awesome. Um, as a uh, a, uh, a a a Christmas gift. So shout out to E Scott uh, as well. But that's what you can catch me at uh, this week, guys, and um, on Twitter at Kevin Walker one four two, and then uh, on Twitter on uh, Instagram Kevin Walker dot uh, seven two uh, as well. All right, good stuff, K Walk. Britt, where can the people find you, and what what's going on with you this week and this weekend? Um. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter at Brittany Monique. It's right there on the screen. In case you don't know how to spell it, it's right there. Um, <laughs> this weekend, I mean, it's Eagles versus 49ers. So let's go, Eagles. E A G L E S, Eagles. I had to say it quick, guys. Um, so hopefully, I'm hoping we get this victory so we can advance to the Super Bowl. I want to. I got. I just wanted the second one. Give me one more. We waited too long. We got the first one. Let's just give one more, please. They got another. Them 49ers got they got enough, they got five. They we don't need, need we need one more. Like you said, it's been too long. They we need, need one more. Need, <laughs> it's been too long. We need one more. They got too many too. They don't need <laughs> more. Uh we got we got some catching up to do. But um I'll be looking forward to that. Right now, I'm watching this Boston Miami game, the basketball. Uh Boston is up 66-52. It was a good game until Boston kind of took over. But hopefully the Miami he can make it a game again. Um nah. but just football, just it's all about football this weekend. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, hey, next time we get together, one of you guys is going to the Super Bowl. So that, that that's going to be a lot of fun well, for, for somebody. One of um, us is not going to be on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be. On stream. I'm going to own it. I'm going to own it. I'm going to own it regardless. Either, either way or the other. One way or the other, I'm going to own it. <clears throat> Most likely I will be here, but I'll be hurt. Yeah, yeah, we'll get through Likewise. it. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. Um, you guys can find me at Jason Talk Sports on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And yeah, like everybody else, I just can't wait for the weekend to watch these two great football games. Um, if you're listening, hit that subscribe button, uh, tell a friend, share it, like, comment, anything you can do to help. We'd certainly appreciate it. Uh, we thank you for listening to the Sideline Speaks, and we'll see you back here next Tuesday. So for Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, I'm Jason Collins. We'll talk to you next time. Stay it's blessed. a Philly thing. Let's go, mm. Eagles. <laughs> bang, bang, man, the gang. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports.